1: This podcast is a member of the Voices
2: of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
0: ProRisuShop.com, your only source for authentic ProRisu merch straight from Japan. Translation extraordinaire Yatsumi has helped more than 300 fans all across the world purchase authentic merchandise, and now he's bringing that savings to you with over 300 items to choose from. ProRusuShop.com has the largest selection of New Japan and ProRusu merchandise you can't get anywhere else. Shirts, belts, trading cards, DVDs, and more from the biggest stars of Japan, like Tanahashi, Okada, Nakamura, and of course, the Bullet Club. Get them all for the same price you would pay in Japan, with worldwide shipping starting at only $6.99. For the very best in ProRusu merchandise across the world, The choice is clear, ProResuShop.com, that's P-U-R-O-R-E-S-U-Shop.com, ProResuShop.com.
1: joe lands and joe before we begin this is a very very sentimental moment here it's it's our 100th episode sir at least by the counting that i've done and the files that i've saved but yeah so this is probably like i think roughly it's probably like 103 because there's a few like random ones where i wasn't there and you recorded and then like you upload i mean there's a few stragglers but hey i try to ke- I, I i kept pretty good so i i'm at least confident it's, it's within one or two but so you blew the you blew the gimmick in the first ten seconds. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, isn't that kind of what we do? Uh, pretty much. Well, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be a voices of wrestling podcast unless we did that.
2: Well, no matter no matter what number it is, it, it almost didn't happen. This show almost did not happen today because, let me tell you something, Rich. I had quite the day, and uh, it, it, it is wrestling related. I'm going to manage to tie wrestling into this.
1: Okay. So, I haven't heard about this. So, this is my first thing. I'm, I, I have no idea what Joe's talking. You have no idea about,
2: what, so. because this show almost never happened because I, I wake up this morning. I actually uh, fell asleep on the couch watching uh, all Japan shows. On, <laughs> what a life! What a on, life! On the Roku. So, I, <laughs> I was gonna say I rolled out of bed this morning, but that's not accurate. I, I rolled off the couch this morning. Right, um, took a,
1: a minor tumble off the couch.
2: As as the dogs were were pawing me at the face because they were hungry, <laughs> and uh, so so I roll off the couch and I stagger into the kitchen to feed the dogs. And um, I, I go to check my, my phone to see what time it is. And I notice that my phone is dead, which is strange because it, you know, I, you know like most people do, I plugged it in to charge it overnight, mm-hmm. you know, but it didn't charge. In fact, not only did it not charge, it died. So, you know, I, I've been having trouble with this phone charger. So, I just figured <laughs> that the phone charger wasn't properly connected. So, you know, I cursed and muttered to myself and uh, and, and played around with, with the phone charger and put the phone back down. But then when I went into the refrigerator to take a swig of orange juice. And uh, and yes, I drink it straight from the carton because. Okay, cause well, because I mean, no, yeah, you live, by I yourself, live right. I live alone, man. If I want to drink my orange juice from straight from the carton, that's what I'm going to do. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, okay, nobody's going to stop it's me. One yeah, okay. It's one of the benefits. Yeah, it's one and... of the benefits. No one's going to stop me. Of living that bachelor life, I can drink my orange juice straight. From I do heart. it too,
1: actually. I don't really care. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Don't let the nurse hear that. But I, no, she. I think she does it probably more than I do. She's. The, I'm. I'm the clean one. She's the slob. Uh, well, I'm. No, I'm gonna get you off of that before you get in trouble. No, you get hell no.
2: So I go into the refrigerator <laughs> to take a swig of my orange juice, and I notice that the light isn't on. So then I put well. two and two together. I'm like, hold on a second. The phone didn't charge. The light in the refrigerator is not working. I've got no power. So I go around. I'm you know, I'm playing with all the light switches. And, you know when you think you don't have power, you you don't you know, like trying one light switch isn't enough. <laughs> you gotta see,
1: like, okay, well, let me try in the other room. Right, we gotta try multiple rooms for
2: some reason. So then you walk around the house. A lamp, and it, right?
1: a lamp <laughs> is different than a than a, a, a overhead light and a fan. Like, if you have a fan, those are completely different. Like, yeah,
2: so it makes absolutely no sense. I mean, one,
1: no, I mean, it's, I mean yeah, I, it's completely illogical. You've already got the phone, the refrigerator, and one light switch. But I had yeah, the to, fridge is a pretty good indication that it's it's over.
2: Right, right. So I had to walk around the house and check every light switch anyway, which is completely illogical. So I have no power. So I'm thinking to myself, all right, maybe there's a power outage. So. Um, I go outside, but see, it was still early enough to where the street lamps were still on. And they were you know, and they were still illuminated. so okay, so and, and then I, I I took a walk down the sh- and I saw some people's porch lights were on, so I'm like, this is just me. I've got no I've got no power. What the hell's going on here? So I go and check my breaker box. All right? So This fir- is thrilling, First, way. I – I'm no, on the edge of my, this, edge of my this seat. This ties so. into wrestling, I promise you. <laughs> so I go to check my breaker box, okay, which, first of all, I had to figure out where the breaker box was. I had no idea yeah. where the thing was. So it's on the outside of the bag, I checked the breaker box, all the breaker – and then I remembered. I remembered what happened, Rich. Do you remember a couple months ago, uh, the Figure 4 Weekly, the Observer site, had that security breach with their credit cards? Mm. Oh, I'm – And, a, and yep, y- yep. if you may recall, I did – I may have tweeted from the Shoot account, from the Joe M. Lanza account which you should all follow if you want to hear college basketball thoughts 24-7. Um, not much wrestling going on over there, but a lot of college basketball. But anyway, so I, if you remember, I may have even tweeted it at the time. I was one of the
1: people who was affected. Yeah, I was too. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, so so what happened – Luckily, I had just paid my rent. Somebody tried to put a $2,000 charge through mine, and I had l- – l- like. An hour before that, paid my rent, which takes out pretty much all of my money that I have. And so they tried to put it through. And then Chase called me and was like, yeah, you uh, don't have any money. And you're trying to, like, buy things for $2,000. Like, what are you thinking? uh, And I was like, no, 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 that wasn't me. Uh, it was it was at a Best Buy in Minnesota. Oh, that's interesting. So Vern the, the the estate of Vern Gagne was trying to uh See it wasn't Or possibly Vern himself. No, he's dead right now, right? No no he's alive. He's in a... Oh so yeah, well he doesn't know what he's doing, so yeah he's no, remember, just fumbling he... around on the computer and like He's in the... he's he's senile. Oh he's beating people up. Yeah, he's like beating people no, up. he killed and... a man. Oh they kill him. I thought he just beat him up. No, I he's know he he's, in,
2: the guy. he's oh. in the he's in the uh assisted living and he's and mm-hmm. he's out of his mind. He doesn't know where or who he is. And he actually killed one of the other uh <laughs> What do you? You don't call them inmates. What? What do you call them? <laughs> I mean, residents. Residents, I guess. Yeah. It killed I guess, yeah. one of the other residents in the old folks home. So, all right, you've got people buying things at Best Buy for two thousand dollars. I will tell you the phone call I got. The phone call I got uh, the day of that breach was uh, from from Bank of America, and they called me up and they they said, uh, "Mr. Lanza, are you trying to check into a bed and breakfast in Bangor, Maine?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish. And I said, "No, actually, it was the opposite." I I went on a rant about bed and breakfasts. This poor woman from Bank of America. I was like, what? First of all, Joe Lanza would never check into a bed and breakfast. Okay, that's your first mistake. A bed and breakfast is one of the biggest scams on American society. What? This is such a ripoff. First of all, it's like it's. First of all, it's creepy. It's like you're staying in somebody's spare bedroom. Yeah, it's like a grandma's
1: spare it's bedroom. Like, yeah, right? it's like your grandma's
2: spare bedroom. You know, it's going to be limited cable TV options right off the
1: bat. If there's even a, With a terrible TV, like a 1987 TV. Right, it's going to be like, like a tube TV. UHF, you got to like put on the right UHF channel. To-
2: yeah, and you know, you're going to have limited options
1: if you have a television at all. I mean,
2: you're more likely to just have a Bible or something. You might not even have a TV, okay? So it's creepy because you're, it's like you're in your grandma's spare bedroom. And then what do you do? You pay all this extra, it's like more expensive than a hotel. And what do you get? You get bacon and eggs in the morning? What's the gimmick here? You got to go to bed early because you, you you're gonna be
1: lights out. Yeah, you're gonna afraid. Wanna...
2: You're gonna wake everybody else up. You're sharing a bathroom with everybody and else. And you, in. of all
1: people, who who likes to do conquests on the road, you're you're no good. That's
2: absolutely no good. There's no, you know, it doesn't. Hey, you
1: want to come to my grandma's room to like. Absolutely.
2: So, yeah, you, you know, you're gonna you wake her even, up. Can't and yeah, you can't even have questionable hookups on the road. It's just the bed and breakfast. So, I went on this <laughs> rant to this poor woman from Bank of America before we got around to the idea of, all right, well, Mr. Lanza, I'm going to have to cancel your. Because so the bottom line is what they do at Bank of America, you know, they gave me my money back yep. and then they canceled my card. They got to give you a whole new account, a whole new oh, debit yeah. card, all this and that. And then what you don't realize is. You gotta change all your fucking everything. Oh my God, I've got everything linked to that card. Rich, I never see a bill. Everything's on autopay. Everything in my life is on autopay. There's like one or two bills that I like to take a look at before I pay, but otherwise, you know, the mortgage, the car payment, the electric bill, obviously, uh, those things are all linked. To the debit card, you don't think about it. So, you know, you know, just I probably had twenty to twenty-five different, you know, because everything—SiriusXM, Netflix, uh, WWE—things you would never think of.
1: Oh, I lost my network uh, subscription. I had, to re- I had to reapply for the six months when they were still doing that. Cause
2: yeah, so I
1: because I forgot. I'm just turning it on one day and it was like <laughs> account suspended, and I was like, oh, so, so don't know what I did. But
2: so so I go home with my with with my new debit card that day, and I'm 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 trying to think of everything that's linked to the card that I now have to go back and switch over. But inevitably, I forgot things. So along the way, like my garbage stopped getting picked up. You know what I mean? Because I forgot about the yeah. garbage bill. And today I wake up and uh, I have no I have no electricity. So uh, I got to figure out. So now here's the problem. Got to pay that light bill. I got, uh, yeah, but here's the problem, Rich. <laughs> because my phone died. Oh yeah, no way. <laughs> and I, because I I had no internet because oh, I had no God, electricity, oh. I couldn't figure out how to get in touch. It's a, a, a
1: 2014 problem here. I, yeah. T-
2: I couldn't figure out how to get in touch with and I and I panicked. I had 2014 panic because I couldn't I couldn't get on the internet via the phone. Now, my now here's the sick tease. My laptop was still working because it was still running on battery power, but I couldn't connect to the internet. So I said, all right, I'll just do it. You know, I'll try to steal a neighbor's internet. So here I am out on my front porch like with the laptop over my head trying to pick up <laughs> somebody's uh, – that didn't work. So then uh, yeah, I go in the garage. I go, all right, I'm just going to have to drive down. I think I know where it is. I'm going to have to drive down there. And I hit my garage door opener, and of course it doesn't open because the fuck <laughs> oh. electric isn't
1: on. So I can't get the garage door open. So now
2: I'm like, alright, now I
1: gotta fix. Figure- so that's the same thing that happens to me. I, I recently lost my power and and, and I fr- I had no idea like uh, we're talking about like 2014, I had no idea what to do with myself because my power went out and I was like, alright, cool, no problem. I'll just watch a movie. So I, I I go over to my like PS4 to turn it on to watch Netflix. And I'm thinking, oh wait, oh right, that's power. And then I was like, that's fine, I'll just do oh god damn. Like there was like three things where I, I just completely forgot that, oh right. That's powered by electricity. <laughs> like, I, I, before I thought of anything else, I was like, all right, well, I don't know what I'll just sit in the dark, I think. I think I just went to bed at like 5 p.m. one day because I was just like, well, I don't know what else to do with my life. So, this
2: entire ordeal. <laughs> (laughs) Probably in real time took like six minutes, but it felt like twelve hours. I was oh, without any connection. I was in sheer panic mode. It was
1: like, what's going on in the world? (laughs) I don't know.
2: (laughs) Yeah, this story is taking longer than what the uh, than than the entire ordeal took. So anyway, so then I go to I go to flick on the light in the garage, and again I just I keep forgetting that there's no power because there's like a little latch on the garage door opener that you have to hit if you want to manually open the garage. I can't find the latch because it's pitch dark in there because I can't turn the light on. Then I'm in the house looking for a flashlight. I now realize now I didn't realize this before, but I do not own a flashlight. So I have to get that rectified and go buy a flashlight. Yeah, I didn't have one either. I,
1: That's what I found out too on that one day. I was just like, I oh, don't have a flashlight. So I just went to bed. I don't because...
2: own a flashlight. So I'm fumbling around in the dark in the garage at 6.30 in the morning looking for this little latch so I could open up the garage door. And Because I think if I don't open this, I, my life is over. I'm probably just going to die in the house with no power because I, I don't I, – I'm a grown man who doesn't know how to I, – I, I would not know how to survive. without. I would never get the electric turned back on. So uh, anyway, I did eventually found the latch, opened it up. Uh Started on my way, but then I realized I was too vain to go to the electric company to pay my bill before I took a shower and did my hair. You're right. So I pulled the car back into the garage. (laughs) But here's what I did: I left I left the car running with the phone plugged into the charger. See, I was thinking, see, see, this way I'd get my phone charged
1: up. Okay. Two birds one stone. Yeah. This is gonna end poorly. Yeah, so, I'm guessing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So I go upstairs, <laughs> I take my shower, I get dressed, because look, I don't know who I'm gonna be dealing with when I get down there. It could be, you know, I'm a single guy. A fine little ass. Be, yeah. You know, know, it could be a female, nice young lady, or something. So I gotta look good, you know. So I go, I, I take my shower. I uh you know, I can't leave the house without showering anyway, because then I feel like everybody knows that I'm dirty. Oh, they know you know. Oh, you can tell. I feel like all eyes are the on me yeah. because they know that I'm dirty. You know what I mean? And I just can't have that. So I get back down there. But then, by this point, my phone is charged. <laughs> so I figure out. Now I don't have to make the drive. So uh, I, I I went in the house. I rummaged. I found an electric bill, found the phone number, made the call. Now, check this shit out. I, 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 oh, there's oh, more. This I'll. isn't over. This isn't over. <laughs> no, Joe Gagne. It isn't over yet. <laughs> so <laughs> I call up. I tell them, I explain to them what happened because you know, you have to make clear, I can't just say my electric got turned off and I like to pay the bill, then they're gonna think I'm a deadbeat. I don't even right. want them to think I'm you're a just deadbeat. gonna
1: roll up there every single month and go, Hey, turn my thing on. Right. Sorry. So
2: I, so I gave her the full explanation that she did not care about. She doesn't care whether I'm a deadbeat or not. It's just important to me. Did you tell her it was from a
1: wrestling, a subscription wrestling?
2: <laughs> I didn't go that far. Uh-huh. I told her, you know, it was from the dead debit card, you know, and I have a new debit card. So she gives me the instructions. and She wants to charge me the twenty dollar fee to turn it back on. So I was like, yeah, you know, come on. I mean, I've never missed a bill ever in, you know, like five years. You have my deposit. Do I really have to pay this fee? And we're haggling back and forth. And then I figured, you know what? Maybe the dude has to come back out here and turn it on. And maybe that's what the fee's for. So I justified it in my own mind and I said you know what no big deal I'll pay the $20 reconnection fee so uh, and I even assured her I said you know what I'll give you a thousand dollars we can take care of the next 20 electric bills right now if just, <laughs> if you just waive the $20 fee because I really didn't want
1: to pay the principal yeah the it
2: was principle. just the principal I didn't want to pay the fee so I was like I will prepay you a thousand dollars today I also <laughs> said that to ensure her that I wasn't a deadbeat who didn't have the money you know, because I didn't want her to think I'm desperate, sure. so I had to, I had to flaunt a little bit. I was kind of hoping she didn't take me up on that offer, because I didn't really want to give her a thousand dollars. But anyway, so, um, so I, I, give up the fight because she's not going to give in. I agree to pay the twenty dollars. I'm like, yeah, you know, that guy's got to put food on his table too, and I got to pay the guy to drive out here and turn it on. No problem. So I pay the bill. I got everything caught up. I paid the late fee. I pay the bill, and I say, when will the guy come out to turn the uh, power back on? She goes, oh no, 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 no one has to come out there. All you have to do is go outside. With a remote control, point it at your at your at your box and hit the power hmm. button on your. Wait a minute! I said what remote? I don't have a remote control for my fuse box. What are you talking about? She's like, no, no, no! Any remote control that you have in the house—that's weird. That's hmm. I never knew. That's how these things work now. You can go out there with literally any kind of remote control,
1: just like infrared or any sort of. Hmm, yeah,
2: that's p- point it at the uh, at the what, what do you call it? The meter. Point it at the. Meter. Yeah, the meter. Yeah, yeah. Press the power button. She says hmm. you'll hear a loud click. And your electric will be back on. Now I'm pissed off because now the guy don't have to come out and do it. So what am I paying the $20 for? <laughs> What's the $20 for? Because you're a myself. deadbeat. I'm the one that's got to go out there and do it. So I go out there with and check. The, see, she said any remote. So I said, all right. So I found the most <laughs> obscure remote I could find in the <laughs> You
0: found like your
1: old VCR. Like... You know
2: what it was? It was the ceiling fan remote.
1: Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, so... Wait, why would you not do your TV remote, Joe?
2: No, no, no. I want. I wanted to, I wanted to test her. You prove her or test her theory. She, okay. she said any remote. Okay. Rich. Yeah. So I wanted to find first. I had the Roku remote, but I said that's not obscure enough. I'm going to try this no, no. ceiling fan remote <laughs> that I hardly ever use, which is the ultimate in American laziness. By the way, this oh, a ceiling fan remote. Ceiling like I fan. can't,
1: I can't reach up beyond like a, a few feet above my head to possibly turn this. I, thing. Let
2: me tell you something. When it's hot in Texas. The last thing I want to do is stand up and then pull like
1: the chain. No, oh, yeah, it must be awful on the yeah. ceiling fan. I don't what are you wearing today, Joe? You're wearing shorts, right? I wore, yeah, I did wear shorts. Yeah, I just, I just walked this dog through snow, so. It would, listen. I wore pants all last week because oh, it's like it wow. brisk
2: oh. sixty degrees all last. week. Jeez, so, I, you thing. know. But yeah. today, listen, it was up in the seventies, so I put the shorts back on. So anyway, uh, <laughs> so I have this ceiling fan. Rem- we are going
1: to talk wrestling at some point, I promise. We
2: are. You. We are. See, I bought, I specifically bought ceiling fans that came with remotes because I figured if I don't have to stand up and pull like the chain gimmick. Well, I do that. I could just lay on the couch, reach over for the remote and turn the ceiling fan on from my laying position. You know what I mean? I mean, why not? So I I go outside with the ceiling fan remote and I pointed at the meter, really wanting it not to work just so I could call her back and tell her that the only remote I have in the house is a ceiling fan remote. It did not work. You need to send somebody out here and earn my $20 to turn this electric back on. Unfortunately, it worked. It made the clicking. Sound. <laughs> nice Ceiling fan remote worked. And here's – you know what I know what's great about this? I come back inside and the ceiling fan is on because oh, it, it like penetrated the wall somehow of, of – I don't know what was going on. I know I didn't have it on last night. So two-in-one shot turned the ceiling fan back on. So, uh, yeah, I got the electric back on, and uh, I'm here to do the 100th episode. Uh, I averted disaster. Just barely. Oh, All and, right. And, wow. And, 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 Who knew? and here
1: we are. So that's the kind of day that I had. That's a Joe Lanza story, man. I would rather—I think—I'd rather hear my girlfriend tell a story than you. <laughs> I think it's quicker what she does. But it,
2: it, it was, anyway, the, the devil is in the details, Rich.
1: It is. No, I, I enjoy I, it. No, I could it was, have told was, that story in thirty seconds, but then you don't hear about. It. No, it, it worked. No, you build up. I see. I didn't know where it was going to go. There was a, a few. I thought the the I was convinced the ceiling fan remote was not going to work. First of all, convinced it, it was not. If
2: work, I was some it. mediocre storyteller, you would have never even heard about the ceiling fan remote.
1: Right. It's a little, yeah. You, it's interesting. you would have never heard about the bed and breakfast
2: in Bangor, Maine. I, I even forgot that was a part of the you story. Know, you would right? have never heard of the, about the bed and breakfast rant. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's... it's it's.
1: It went through cycle, yeah. It it's was, all there, in there the details, a, Rich. There was a climax. There was a, you know, a, 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 an out... Yeah, no, everything worked there. That was a good story.
2: So but here we are, and I and I have power, <laughs> so uh, we can do this thing. The 100th, the 100th and like yes. 112th or something episode. <laughs> it's not
1: that <laughs> I promise it's at least at the most it's like one Oh three, but it's it's the hundredth one that you've numbered that I've numbered properly. So we're going to count that as a hundredth episode. So if someone else could do it, uh, that'd be someone else. So there's gotta be a weirdo out there. That's like saved all around No, nah, so I think all the early ones no. are ancient history. Oh, Oh, the pod. Yeah. The podomatic, the podomatic yeah. ones are gone. Oh, pod-omatic, yeah. uh,
2: because I guess, you know, we, we should give
1: people the history. Yeah, yeah. Let's. I was gonna do that. Let, let I was gonna start with a little bit of the history. How about you? You start. Well, I mean, you know. You th- know, and then I'll, because I'll, uh, you're the good storyteller. I'll fill in the the.
2: <laughs> this now, there's pressure. You can't put pressure on me. So listen, this whole thing started on a website that doesn't even exist anymore. Okay, and uh, well, it does exist, but not in the form that it existed uh, when we started this podcast. And I would say that the the early versions of this thing were probably listened to. What do you think, Rich? Uh, oh, maybe by ten people tops.
1: Uh, if that, yeah, honestly, like how many people were like regular listeners to that or, or regular, like, because it, it was on a web form that we were on and we were just kind of chatting wrestling on a web form. We, and we've done it for years. It was a uh, a sports video game, mostly Madden based. We, we all got there because we played Madden at some point. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the, the wrestling section of that probably had 10 regular people. So yeah, 10 or 11 at most, probably. Right. So at absolute most. I mean, I, I think once we got to like 30, and I was like, oh boy. Like, <laughs> and that was just like probably spam accounts going through or like me putting it on Facebook and like, like telling my friends, right? To just I, please click it, like just so I could feel good about myself. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah. So, anyway, that website was going into, into a direction where they were they wanted to really feature podcasts as a main part of their content, uh, because you know the, the website was struggling or whatnot. So, we decided to do a wrestling podcast, and like we said, there was really no upward possible mobility there because it was just a, a very small uh subsection of the forum that talked about wrestling. Now, what, what now, Rich had himself a uh essentially a dead website
1: pretty much yeah so i started and, and, and people probably know this story but I, I went to money in the bank 2011 obviously the the cm punk john cena main event or whatever and was just so inspired by the passion because the whole time i was there we got there me and my friend got there maybe like three or four hours earlier because it was a nice day it's in the middle of the summer we it's a sunday we have nothing to do so we just got there early just hung around walked around did some tailgating in, in the all-state arena just just to kind of take it in and there was so much passion around there and we were listening to the radio and it was like they were talking on the Chicago radio. Like like sports radio was covering the CM Punk thing. Because there's, there's a big um, – uh, Lawrence Holmes, he's, a, he's a, a host on 670 The Score – uh, he, he's a huge wrestling fan. I, that's how I actually became a wrestling fan in a lot of ways, is because he used to host at like 2 a.m. They would be like, all right, look, you could talk wrestling from like 1 a.m. to 2 a.m. or whatever on like Wednesdays or whatever. Like, just don't have it like coming to any time when anybody can possibly listen. So I, I would always stay up and listen to that or whatever. So, I mean, he was passionate about wrestling and this got him. I mean, he was real into the CM Punk thing. I, there was just this passion around. And obviously, if you were, if you watched that event live, you you know how that crowd reacted. And and, and just being there live was just a the, the, the most like. It was just a, an unbelievable moment to say, hey, look, this wrestling is so it, – it's so stupid sometimes. It's so dumb, but, man, it's passionate. Like, the fans, there's nothing more passionate than when fans really, really get into something and really sink their teeth into something, What, just how different it is than any other sport. And I've gone to hundreds, thousands of sporting events and nothing – ever match what i what i felt there for a fake sport where we kind of knew the result anyway you know what i mean where it's just nothing can 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 get anywhere near that so i went home i still had adrenaline like crazy we went somewhere afterwards and like i had worked the next day but i was like no I, there's no way i'm sleeping so i went and i made a little website and the website the whole idea and it was voices wrestling from the beginning i don't know how i think voices the voiceless was, was where i kind of came up with the idea for it and i said what i'm gonna do is wrestling fans are passionate wrestling fans are cool they're interesting I'm going to make a website where I interview wrestling fans about why they became fans, their favorite, you know, moments, this sort of stuff. And I recorded a few episodes and they were okay. They probably got maybe 40 or 50 people to listen to them. And then the, I was just kind of like, ah, this is not, I like, I thought it was going to be bigger. I thought a lot of people would want to be interviewed and that a lot of people want to listen interviews. And then I realized other than like the friends and family of the few people I listened to who else really would care about like ex-fans, you know, you know, thoughts on wrestling. So the site just kind of stayed there and it died and it did nothing and it really just didn't do anything for a while. At some point, I think I was uh, over at a buddy's house and, and, and he kind of said, Hey, you did that wrestling website. What's ever going out then? I said, ah, You know, nothing. I don't really care about it anymore. And he goes, No, you can't let it go. I mean, do, do something about it. It's your passion or whatever. So I started writing a few articles here and there, but otherwise, nobody was reading it. They're, they're completely dead. I was doing like Bleacher Report articles and copying them to Voice of Wrestling. Nothing was going on. And then this opportunity came up where you said, Hey, you know, we need a home for these podcasts. We did a few of them. Only 10 people are listening. What can we do that's a little bit more? Where, where can we expand this beyond a little bit and that's kind of how it happened
2: yeah so basically what what we what you had was this dead url that you weren't doing anything with because you greatly overestimated the market for uh interviews of wrestling fans (laughs) hey you know what you gotta try. Let me tell you right? something. You tried something different. I'll give you that. Um, and actually, you invited me. The to – A few
1: came... of the interviews are really good. If you ever actually listen to the interviews, they're really, they're really good. They're not bad. But... You
2: invited me to come on. It just never worked out time wise. I think it never, it never happened. But. Uh...
1: And I think uh, PW Pondering's tried. I think they had a, a, a short lived like fan to fan or something like that. I think it was called. And it's just, it's fine. It's a good idea. It's just there, there's not enough people that want to listen to other people be in it. You know what I mean? Like we and, and that's we found that out as well. We'll talk about that probably a little bit later. Is that interviews are okay, but there's only there's only so much that people can get from interviews, and especially now. I mean, when I started that, the wrestling podcast genre was just sort of, it, it was sort of taken off. I mean, David Lagana's one was like the big deal at that point, Cabana, or whatever. Or Cole oh, Right, and Cole Cabanos was pretty big at that point too. But then you started once you got like Steve Austin and these sort of ones, it was like, all right, I'm dead now because why would you ever listen to any just Joe Blow talk about wrestling right. when you can listen to you know Bill Watts talk about when he was booking? You know, it's like why would you ever listen to my stupid podcast? And we found that out as well. I mean, we don't interview wrestlers anymore because. Cole Caban is probably going to interview him anyway and do a better job of it. So, you
2: know. yeah, it's it's uh, so anyway, you had this you had this dead URL and, and we had this podcast that had a very limited audience because there were just, you know, very limited number of members of this forum who were wrestling fans. So uh, we decided to make use of it. And it, it really we, we literally started this from ground zero. I mean, it's you know a lot of wrestling podcasts. uh, You know, will will join a network right away where there's already a fan base of people listening to other podcasts on the network. We didn't have that. We just started literally from 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 the from one listener to whatever we have now, and uh, it's it's pretty incredible. You know, the one person who's probably been listening from the very beginning. Who listened to the very first show, which was a recap of the year 2011? I believe it was the uh, 2011 year-end show. Yeah. Was our very first show, and I think we did it in like February of 2012, if, if memory serves. Uh, that, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, and I, that would be you know the one person who was there from the very beginning is Larry. Who is now part yeah. of the site and 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 does our PWG reviews and does other things for the site. He was a member of that forum that we're talking about, and he listened to the very first show, and now he's uh, you know a a, a a a contributor to the site and a very yeah. popular one, and and someone who's been there from day one. So, you know, that's a little bit of history, and then from there it was just uh, you know Rich begging me for content on a weekly basis, and <laughs> and us struggling to figure out because at, at first we were dead set against reviews. We, yeah, we didn't want. We, we, we were just gonna do columns. We're just gonna do, you know, columns and and, and thought provoking stuff. But it's just, uh, you know, it, it's hard, especially back then when it was just literally me and you. Um, you know, you run out of ideas. You write a column, and then you know, it's 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 tricky. So uh, you know, obviously now, you know, one of our calling cards is doing reviews you know so it, it's funny but you have to adapt and you have to change and uh and the podcast just slowly grew from there it really was just uh, you know i, I don't want to use clichés but just like like a grassroots thing it started from yeah. literally one you know uh, half a dozen listeners and uh now here we are so uh you know that's uh that's the not so brief history of uh of how we went from 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 nowhere to whatever it is we are now which is slightly above nowhere
1: Yeah, right. No, it's 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 I'm willing to say, and usually I'm I'm the first one to kind of put down what we do, but it's 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 somewhere. I I really do, because if you look at it, and I was doing a little bit of stats before, and you know, obviously thanking everybody who's who's listened or followed or went to the website or you know anything like that, because I mean that that's really the lifeblood of it is, and it's really been. I mean, my God, it was the most boring thing ever. When there was like two or three people that would would comment on any tweet we put, or you know, we'd post these shows and nobody would listen, nobody would comment, and now it's like almost we get so much, and it's just like all day It's just like, and I'm. I don't, I love it. That's that's why I wanted to do it or whatever. But it's just so funny now how we we sort of went. But I was I was looking at some stats and and, and uh, we we were originally on Podomatic. On, on as as he mentioned, it was the site that that is really just kind of not really anything anymore. And we were on there, and then all, all of a sudden one day. I said, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna leave your guys' a little potomatic because I'm I'm taking up all the file size because that's when we slowly were like we were like hour and a half shows and I was like guys, yeah, this, like, this, like, I apologize, I am taking yeah, up the, way too much of your service yeah, space. Sport, like,
2: the sports video game website that we were that we were a part of, you know, we their potomatic serve they you know they needed they were asking us for money at that point because we were the only ones churning out content. And we were taking right. up all of their uh, their server space with our gigantic shows, yeah. Right, so you know that, that contributed <laughs> to it too because you know we had our own URL that was sitting there dying on the vine. You know why are we paying these goofballs? We have our own website anyway. Uh, you know let's just do our own thing and and pay for our own shit. So uh, that's basically what you're getting at, I think.
1: Yeah, so, so we moved to Libsyn, uh, which has been great. It's been – or actually, no, sorry. There's in between that is where I made my own Podomatic account. And I, I made it for a while. We were posting stuff on there. I was even paying the monthly fee for Podomatic and doing a bunch of stuff. And then one day, all of a sudden, I go on the site, and I can't log in. I can't do anything, and I, I email them, and I go, you know, what the hell is going on here? Why can't I get any of the podcast? And I, I can't log in, and, I, and, and all of our links are dead. And then went, yeah, you guys are taking up too much server space. Like too many people were watching or listening to your podcast, so we had to delete you. I was like, "Well, <laughs> thanks for letting me know." So we lost everything in that, and that was a moment where I was almost just like, "You know what? Forget it." It's also like, a
2: blessing in disguise because I'm glad all of those old shows are lost because they were exactly, probably yeah,
1: horrendous. No, thank God you don't have to listen to those. Yeah, probably those terrible. Those are really bad. and I have them on my computer, and I will never ever open them. <laughs> like I have them. They're on a they're on a USB drive as well, and they're on a, like a a solid state drive just in case. In one day, like people are like, you know, oh, I want to listen to the first. I mean, nobody's going to want to listen to those because they're awful. But anyway. So I decided to go to Libsyn, and that's really when, you know, I had that re- of us saying, "Okay, look, you know, we played basically dime, you know, nickels and dimes for, for Podomatic. It was nothing to pay for this. Libsyn was a lot more expensive, but it was a lot more stable. So it was kind of a thing like, okay, look, and this is March two thousand thirteen when we're doing this. So we almost went a full year just kind of not doing much of anything, and that was a big moment of, okay, look, are we going to really just get super serious about this thing and, and really make it something? And I think you and I both agreed, hey, look, you know, I, I think we have pretty good content. I think people like listening to it." Let's try it out. You know, let, let, Let's let really go. So we pay a, lot, a, a decent amount of money for this Libsyn, which is a stable server, and obviously we have all our episodes are up there and archived and all that sort of stuff. But I thought it was pretty interesting. That my, my main point here was so March 2013, I'm looking at the, the monthly totals. We had 270 downloads that month. And we're probably
2: happy about it.
1: We were, ex- I'm sure, ecstatic about that. And then the slow build, where, where the next month after that, we get 449. Then we have 865. Then in, in June of 2013, we get 1,000. Oh my God. July 2013, we're back at 500. Okay, let's show And then we sort of hovered around 1,000 for a little bit. Well, I then, think it was G1
2: 2013, which took us to a certain level. And then right. we stayed at that level.
1: We stayed at that level. And that's, that's, that's the website.
2: 2013 yeah. G1 climax is really what quote-unquote started to put us on the map because that brought us to a level that way and then we, then we leveled off and then before we went up again this year, but you're getting to that.
1: Yes, and then, yeah, so obviously we, we, we hovered a little bit. You know, we, 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 the G1 came. We got up to, you know, 4,000 downloads or whatever and that's, I thought, I was like, all right, cool. That's, you know, we're, we're good. That's it. That's probably all we're going to get. August 2014, we, we broke 10,000 downloads in a one month and that's just for the pockets. That's not even about the website and we haven't gotten anywhere near, under ten thousand since then, right? Which is incredible, just just unbelievable that we, we you know went from two and, and in this amount of time as well, which is 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 a testament obviously to, to everybody that listens to this podcast and the amount of people that listen to it. But just something i mean, just something to be proud of 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 the extent that we've grown in. in it, it's taken a while. I mean, it's almost taken two and a half years, three years or whatever. But it, February two
2: thousand twelve was the first
1: show. right exactly. So there you go. Yes, but it it it's, it it makes it all worth it when you kind of look at numbers like that and you go, wow. I mean, like. We do this hard work. We do these, like, ridiculous three-hour podcasts or whatever. I don't eat until, you know, 11 p.m. on these days. But when you see numbers like that and you you get these interactions, you get people that say, hey, you know, I listen and and it's great and here's my favorite moments. Like, throughout the day, I was getting people to send me their favorite moments and stuff. And it, it, it makes you feel pretty happy about, like, you know what I mean? It's just—it's it, not to be – I don't want to be braggy because really it, it's all Rich, you, you know, pat yourself
2: would. on the back. If you want to be proud, <laughs> you be proud. If they don't like you don't no, it, they'll is. X-click out of there. Who cares? you this is, you, you, you got your 100th show here. You've been excited about this all day. Yeah. You've been bragging about it. Do not apologize for being proud of yourself.
1: Well, I yeah. am. <laughs> That's all I can do.
2: Don't I'm, not, I'm not a very – Don't
1: upset me. Just, oh, I'm not. Oh, are you upset I'm now? You up here? <laughs> what are you fired up here?
2: You don't have about? to apologize for being proud of right, the growth right. here. You, you know, you've done a nice job. I and mean, let me tell you, let me tell people something. You know, I come on here and I rant and rave and I scream and I Rich does everything on the back end. And when I say he does everything. He does everything. I don't do a damn. I can't. I can barely put a picture uh, on a damn review uh, without it. He does everything on the back end. I exaggerate a little. I'm a little more functional.
1: <laughs> I was we say, you're not that we old. play it up a little bit. I mean, you put the you put the Sincar, uh, the uh, the car Curtis Axel medium <laughs> res photo up this weekend. So I, I've gone from. Which I changed. I think I had to go I've change. I've gone from finding games,
2: low-res but... pictures, the medium-res pictures, and <laughs> soon I'll be able to identify high-res pictures for yeah. my reviews. But, uh, but, but, Rich really—he does everything on the back end. Not only that, Rich is very aggressive in seeking out new writers. Uh, he's done a good job with that. Um, nearly every writer that we've brought on, and they all do a great job. He brings these guys on. I'm like, ah, this guy fucking sucks. And then two weeks later, I love. I, it turns out that I, I love what the guy is doing. You know, because you know, Rich goes out and finds these guys, and and he has he has a nose for finding these talents. People, and uh, and they all and 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 I'm always a, a, a crusty curmudgeon about bringing new people on, but then they always work out. You know so uh, he's done a good job on that front too he really handles everything on the back end now um, you know there have been times um, you know pulling back the curtain a little where I've put my foot down on certain decisions or or, yeah. or or you know I'm kind of the a lot of times there's we've had a lot of different business dealings that nobody ever hears about and different negotiations with different websites different people uh, and whatnot and rich likes to position me as the bad cop sometimes you know oh, yeah. like you're, you're good at I can always tell when rich Rich doesn't want to tell someone to go kick rocks because I'll get I'll get an email that's just sent to me without the other guy attached, and 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 Rich will be like, oh, "What do you want?" What do you think? <laughs> Whenever Rich says, "What do you think?" it means Rich wants to tell the guy to go to go take a hike, and he wants me to do it. So then I'll have right. to write a uh, you know a a a. A nicely worded "go kick rocks" email to people when when you know business proposals are sent our way that are not beneficial to our needs, which which happen a lot, and and that's another sign. You know, that's when I kind of knew we were growing too, when we we're getting all kinds of wacky offers from oh, yeah. um, writers coming out of the wood. Not just writers coming out of the woodwork, but but different business opportunities and companies coming out of the woodwork and and sniffing around and you know most of these things you know you're, you're grateful for all of them but you turn most of them down you know and 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 websites that I think would surprise people who wanted to, that wanted to do business with us and it just you know it just wasn't beneficial it just wasn't the right deal at the right time so there's a lot of that, that 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 goes into it too but yeah rich really you know he 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 does 98% of the back end um, on the website, so all, all that credit goes to him.
1: Well, thank you, but I mean, it's everybody. I I, I don't want to take too much. I I really I mean, without I'm an idiot. Let's be honest. Without the writers, I mean, obviously you and the G1, and really I think a, a lot of the credit. In, in a big way, obviously, you, you you spearheaded a lot of the G1 coverage in 2013. You, and another big thing, too, if you look at the numbers as well, is the match of the year poll as well, which is you did a lot of the back end of, of finding the people, you know, sending them the invites or whatever. But another guy, too, in addition to you, I think in a big way is Brian Rose and this past August for the G1. I mean just unbelievable, a guy that just – no matter what was like, yeah, I'll, re- I'll cover the show. I'll review <laughs> it. Like no matter what, 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 2 a.m., 1 a.m., it didn't matter. I, Brian Rose was like, fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah, I don't care. I, I, so I, I
2: joked could. around a lot, but the 2013 G1 really did take a physical toll. Um, oh, no, absolutely. I mean you know, I, I don't want to act like I was the one in there taking the bumps. But, you know, staying up till seven o'clock in the morning, you know, nine nights out of 11 nights, it, it, it really, it took me weeks to really get normal from that. And this year I was kind of dreading it. And, you know, uh, I think Brian did six of the shows and I did four, or he did seven and I did five. I forget what the breakdown was, but man, when, when those shows that, that were going off real late, that were going off four thirty in the morning, it just took one email to Brian Rose. Hey, Brian, you think you could handle this one? No problem. I got your back. Oh, yeah. I got it. No problems. No issues. Uh, no twist in arms. And, uh, and he really did a great job helping out with that. And he ended up actually reviewing more of the 2014 shows than I did um, and, and did a great job with him as well. And, and I mean, like I said before, all the writers that you found yeah. I mean they they all do a great job reviewing these shows and they and they all have their own I've noticed a lot of them have all picked up on their own little you know clicks of fans who read all their stuff now.
1: That's, yeah and that's that's the key. I mean that that's what you really look for. You know, and that's is really that they can cool. all be sort of brands in oh. on themselves. Yeah. You know, everybody knows when, uh, Taylor Mitchell or Warren Taylor or you know a guy like Jason Felix obviously that was one of our big controversies this past that was this summer, right?
2: Uh, it that was whole, earlier this whole- year, yeah
1: earlier this year where that, that sort of went down and he was a guy who in a big way I mean he did the, the obviously the linear championship which was huge for the site as well he did the beginner's guide in New Japan or whatever and it's a guy that I still talk to on the regular and he doesn't contribute you know as as much to the day-to-day website as, as much as he did after the whole quote-unquote you know controversy which we, we can get into that I don't really care all that much people probably know the story but he's a good big guy as well that that was sort of a brand in and of itself and and that's what we really look for I mean that's really what we want out of the writers and and, and everybody that contributes there's fans I think we have fans of the podcast as well which is a, another cool thing too it's 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 so multi-layered it's pretty it's incredible
2: yeah I mean Dylan Hales with the great impact reviews and uh, Fujiwara armbar with the great pearl reviews and it's it's uh it's it's nice that it's it's not just me and you anymore you know and right. we can we can concentrate on uh on doing the audio and 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 you know we still write plenty you know we still do our review but we don't have to do everything and it was just impossible for two people to do everything you know now we cover every wwe show we cover every pro show you know we we're still trying to find somebody to consistently do some lucha but you know we're getting there and it's just uh it, it you know it, it, it's 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 really been great to 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 find some of these uh, talented writers to hop on and, and give us a hand, and they and they really are all doing a great job.
1: Absolutely. So let's get into a little bit of wrestling here. We're gonna do uh we're gonna cover a little bit of wrestling in this little in between part, and then I think the last hour we we have a Skype number and we're gonna allow open calls. Obviously, I'm saying this now, but everybody that's listening <laughs> doesn't know, but we're gonna mention it on Twitter, and and, and you'll see it. The last hour will just kind of be an ask us anything, a, a wide open take calls and 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 see what the hell happens it it might be zany it might be insane might be awful there might be trolls but and and this was not tested
2: and we have no idea (laughs) so we
1: have it might work it might not work fuck it right that's that's but this is the
2: chance for everyone to speak to us directly and uh argue with us and uh, that's the other thing too you know you 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 really don't know uh, you know you, you to me you've really started to arrive when you have people who hate your guts Right, exactly. And and there's so many people who hate my guts now, and I appreciate each and every one of them, Rich. (laughs) I appreciate each and every person who can't stand me. It's it's just it it thrills me as much as the people uh, who do enjoy my opinions. So hopefully a few of them call and uh, we can uh, have some uh, heated arguments on the air.
1: Absolutely, but let's let's get into the uh, the wrestling portion of this podcast. Now we've talked about power and uh, (laughs) and 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 website statistics, but now we can actually get into some other stuff. Uh, Survivor Series. You want to talk about that? Lead off. Let's do it. All right, so obviously, the, the a lot of big moments here. I think let's start off with the main event, which I think is the part that, I mean, we'll, we'll break down the matches, you know, as we go. Uh, but the main event was the real story. It was a one match show in a lot of ways. Uh, there, there was some stuff, you know, here and there, but really the focus was on that. That was obviously the huge match, you know, 45 minute long, big deal. I mean, just every angle you could possibly have. We'll kind of break it down a little bit. You know, here in a sec, but overall, what were your thoughts on the main event? Obviously, the Team Cena versus Team Authority. You know, Team Cena pulls out the victory, Dolph Ziggler pulls out the victory, the debut of Sting. Just so much stuff. What were your overall thoughts on the match before we kind of break it down a little bit more intricately?
2: Well, this was a Raw episode until the main event. I mean, let's just <clears> call it what it was. The show just wasn't very good until the main event. It was like an average, it's like watching an average Raw. And then uh, the main o-
1: complete with the 20-minute promo to start off. Complete with the 20-minute promo. <laughs> which I was watching. I, I'm sitting there watching it with. I, I mentioned uh, on Twitter. I'm watching it with my girlfriend's family or whatever. Which, dear guy I apologize to them in advance. Although my my girlfriend's dad just texted me and said, "Who is this guy?" Because he's watching Raw right now and Daniel Bryan came out. So <laughs> apparently I converted a new fan. So because now he's he's calling and I'm like, I'm doing a I can't talk to you right now. I'm doing a podcast and he goes, "So wait, so Team Authority's in and then who's out?" And uh, gotta admit, this is pretty is. popular you, stuff. is. You've
2: created a new viewer.
1: Yeah, here's a new because he listens, he watches USA afterwards, and he usually leaves. He watches NCIS or whatever's on before, and then he's like, "Fuck!" Like, so he knows who John Cena is just because the first minute of Raw when he goes to like get a cigarette and comes back, and he's like, "What the fuck?" We yeah. just said, yeah, gotta admit, it's pretty popular stuff. So, so uh, new fan here, but no. So he's he so he's like, so what is this? Is this an episode of like the TV show? And I went, no, no, no. This is like supposed to be something that you pay for. And he's like, but we aren't paying. It was like this big long discussion of of trying to explain. Oh WWE, God! I... And why it started off with a giant promo to begin. And why it was free but that you pay for it (laughs) <laughs> right I, it was just like because he's like well are you signed in i'm like no 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 you're signed in." he's like but i don't pay i was like right, uh, "Forget." It sounds it. Like, like the worst that sounds like <laughs> it went for like 40 minutes the, pretty much the entire opening promo was me explaining what was that going
2: sounds here, like so. every conversation with every ex-girlfriend i've ever had i just i just <laughs> right? i, I want to put fucking i want to stuff shit into my ears so i can't even hear it anymore god <laughs> that sounds awful and i'm sorry you had to go through that yeah but yeah it, it felt like a raw episode and then uh you know, the main event was the only thing that, that felt special, and I, I thought – you know, I, I really, really enjoyed the main event match and, 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 and everything about it until it got a little silly and overbooked at the end. You know, it, it, well, oh, yeah. it, it got it got overbooked at the end, but, you know, that's – look, we talk about it all the time. That's what this company does, but then they gave it a payoff sting, first time ever in the WWE ring, and I see a lot of curmudgeons out there kind of shitting on it and – Sting looked old and, you know, Sting's music sucked and uh, who cares about Sting? Look, it was a cool moment. For one, look, I'm not – I wasn't jumping up and down about it. Uh, it wasn't uh, Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. Um, it, it wasn't punk beating Cena in 2011 and Money in the Bank and leaving with the title. But it was a cool little moment. Um, it was definitely historical. It was something that everyone who watches is always going to remember. Um, and, and it is historical. And and I, I you look and I thought it did come off well. I thought Triple H was excellent in that portion of the uh, in that and that whole segment with Sting. His facial expressions, mm-hmm. his
1: reactions. Oh, he was Triple H in the entire main event was awesome. And, and and I mentioned to people I was talking to people you know throughout the day and and, and even friends or whatever. And and, and the big thing I've mentioned is. It's so because I I kind of probably I, I probably knew the result at any point I knew it's it, the stipulations didn't matter and all that sort of stuff but Triple H taking it so serious on the outside and, and and just sweating through his suit and just like every little move and everything was was like the end of the world for him that's the stuff I love because that's one that you can get into it then and that's that's one of the issues with a lot of people that have with John Cena is that. You know, win or lose, it's whatever. You know, I lost the title, but ah, titles come and go. I mean, he literally said titles come and go once and all that sort of stuff. And it's like, you know what? No, well, why would I care then? Whereas when you see somebody like Triple H, I knew the result. I knew the stipulations didn't matter, but he cared so much that I couldn't help but care. That I was excited. I was every near fall. I was like, holy shit, you know? Because because he's doing the same thing, and it's just that, that's I thought he was awesome. I thought him and Stephanie were amazing in that main event.
2: My my favorite moment in the match was also my one little minor booking gripe. Which was
1: Big Show finally listened to me. <laughs> Use the punch. I I I don't it know if years. Did I text you though or I don't remember. I just I said it to somebody. I might have just screamed it out to the heavens. And I went, Finally, yes, yes. That's exactly how the movie should have been. Years. I've been screaming for the people. past ten years. Just punch just people. Just punch like, him in
2: the face. What are you wasting time for? <laughs> just punch him in the face. So he finally did it. He finally just punched somebody in the face and beat them. And then you know what? Mark Henry's eliminated, and he rolls out of the ring, and I don't even know who came in next. It might have been Luke Harper, whoever it was. It was Kane, as a matter of fact. Kane, yeah, it was Kane. Kane is the next guy in, and what does Big Show do? He punches him in the gut. (laughs) Why didn't you just punch him in the face? So one one second earlier, I'm all proud of the guy for finally growing a brain with his stupid finisher that has the worst psychology ever, and then it goes right back to stupid Big Show who forgets that all he has to do is punch the guy in the face. So, uh, yeah, but I was happy that he finally did it, And uh, I I couldn't believe it. I could not believe my eyes. But here's the thing in all seriousness, though, that was the one little booking wrinkle uh, that I thought didn't work. Because if the plan was for him to join the authority later in the match, why would he eliminate Mark Henry from the match? Right. You know, if they were going to do the nano elimination with Mark Henry, which was fine and an interesting way to start the match. It probably would have been smarter to let Ryback get the quick finish over Mark Henry, uh, and that would also work on two levels. It would also work from the from the, from the aspect of Ryback also ultimately would end up being the first guy eliminated from his team. Right,
1: and really was a nothing in this right. match so, overall. So which if, is... if you
2: let him eliminate Mark Henry, you know, in under 10 seconds, you give him a little bit of rub before you eliminate him. But as it was, he kind of just got eliminated, and you know, it was an afterthought in the in the match. So I would have had Ryback eliminate Mark Henry instead of Big Show for for the, for both of those reasons. But other than that, I thought the rest of the match up until it got wacky and zany
1: at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, w- was very... guys selling for like 45 minutes. While they... Yeah. I mean, you know... like Seth Rollins got the zigzag and just had to sit there for like 15 you know, everyone, minutes. Everyone or... talks
2: about Seth Rollins selling the zigzag forever. What about earlier in the match when, uh, before many of the people were eliminated and and they were somebody did it. They did the dive sequences and, uh, you know, I forget who did the dive, but, you know, about eight different guys caught this person who was doing the mm-hmm. big show must have sold that on the floor <laughs> for literally 10 minutes. And, and he was one of eight people who caught the dive. So <laughs> That's that, a big dive. I thought that was pretty ridiculous, too. But if you want to talk about some 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 long term selling that did work, I thought Dolph Ziggler was incredible. This oh, match, yeah. And I, I know that you said, you know, they can make a star off of this. Uh, but here's the thing. In, in reality. The reason that he was – he was really the best suitable person – Right. In the match to be put in the position of taking the long beating, then selling the long beating, and then making the hot comeback at the end. I mean, that's really the only reason he was probably in the match to begin with, or put into that position to begin with. So I don't expect him to do anything with Dol- Dolph Ziggler coming I mean, you're right. If they wanted to, they could. But I just
1: think that he was- no, no, you're absolutely right. Because it wouldn't make sense if Cena was the one taking all that. I mean, that, that's just yeah.
2: No, yeah, it, it and it, or or or, uh, or or Eric Rowan. You know what I mean? It had Ziggler <laughs> was best suited for that role. So I think that's why he got that role um, but he was fantastic he was he was he was nothing short of fantastic in that match from start to finish he really was great i mean and and we throw that around a lot but ziggler was great in this match um you know other people look everyone in this match uh, held up their end of it i thought everybody here was excellent um and and again i can excuse the the the, the extra wacky booking at the end because mm-hmm. they were up the stink thing and i'll tell you this if that didn't leak I don't think people would be as sort of, you know, I'm getting, I'm seeing more negative about the Sting thing than positive. Not so much negative, but more of that it's not so much of a big deal. I guess. Yeah, yeah, right. If if it didn't leak first, and I think if it would have caught people off guard, I think people would have been uh, would have been more positive on it. Um, you know, I'm not a big Sting fan, but I'm also not a big Sting. I, I, I'm kind of neutral on Sting. But I have to admit, I thought it was really cool seeing him in the WWE ring.
1: I was the same way, and that, that was actually what, what led me to uh, – earlier in the day, If people were following us on Twitter. I was sort of trying to gauge – and I talked to a few buddies as well to kind of get their idea of it as well – of who's the – who's the because there's some fans I see that just when Sting comes out and, – and we talk about it, – it's, it's the Observer Hall of Fame discussion that we have too, that people – there's a subset of fans that just Sting is it. Sting is their guy, they're, they're, and, and I was really trying to figure out what the age demographic was of those sort of people, and, and what I think I came to was early 30s to mid-30s. Those people, those fans, they just fucking love Sting. Like, he's the he's the, the guy to them. You know what I mean? Whereas uh, sort of my generation a little bit, and, and specifically me I can, I can mention as well, is I was a big Sting fan growing up, but I wasn't like that – you know what I mean? He comes out, and I thought it was really cool. I thought it was a good moment, very fun. But it's not like, oh my God, you know, I was jumping up and down or whatever. But I had friends. I had older friends that were just like, this was the greatest moment of my. I mean, Sting in a WWE ring. And you sort of had a a different thought though, which is which is interesting because you kind of fall, you know, sort of in that demographic uh, and and all you know age jokes aside or whatever. You sort of fall in the demographic that I would assume would be a huge Sting fan. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I was never uh, anti. Look, he was. I guess he came in, I guess when they, when he came in from when, you know, when they bought out Watts, I guess, what was that around mm-hmm. 87 or so? 87, 88, somewhere. That, yeah. You know. Yeah. Somewhere
1: in that. Yeah. I forgot. Um, yeah. I'm,
2: I'm 11, 12 years old. I'm a kid, you know, and, and I didn't hate sting, but I was never, he was never my, one of my favorites either. Like I actively hated Hulk Hogan as a kid. Like, mm-hmm. Even as a little kid, I was a dumb smart I never, yeah. who hated the baby faces. I always rooted for the heels against Hulk Hogan. I never got Hulk Hogan. He never appealed to me. I thought uh, I thought I thought to me when I was a little kid, his matches were so fucking phony. I hated the Hogan no sell at the end with the shaking up. You know, I hated that the Hogan power up. That never appealed to me as a kid and I and I and I hated Hulk Hogan. I never hated Sting. I, he was just a guy on the roster who was oh, okay, I'll, I'll sit through this match you know if I rented a VHS or something I wouldn't fast forward his shit you know what I mean um, but he wasn't my favorite guy you know when it came to those days on TBS I was all about the road warriors and uh, and the four horsemen and people like mm-hmm. that more so than sting but um you know so I, I mean you, you would think that I would fo- see in my opinion I would think your generation would be more to Sting yeah, because sure. of the crow thing.
1: Yeah, well, what I think what really happen is – and that's that's kind of why I wanted to th- sort of gauge our, our Twitter audience to see what it is and, and a few of my friends that obviously grew up and watched with me. But I think one of the keys that I'm finding and, – and I think you had to be a fan before the Crow thing and then during the Crow thing. I think it, you don't have to be like – you don't have to come in 1988 or whatever. I think if you were a fan starting you know 92, 93, 94, somewhere around there and then saw the progression of Surfer Sting into Crow Sting, those people seem to be the ones that are just like – you know, fucking adore him and, and, and really love everything he does. Whereas me, who just came in with The Crow, I know the first time I watched WCW and I, I I probably started watching, maybe 96, 97 I watched WCW, I started watching WWE a lot earlier and I've obviously went back and watched tapes, you know, right away I went back and, and, and sort of got the idea sting. But the first few times I was like, who is this creepy dude and why is he just in the rafters? Like, I thought he was weird. I didn't quite get it. Because, you know, WCW at that, at that time, I mean, that's all he was. He would come down occasionally and beat people up and people cheered. I had no idea the backstory or whatever. So I feel like a lot of people that understand why he became crow-sting really adored him more than the people that just kind of came in when he was crosting. You could
2: be on, That's I think, at least I think I thought, you, yeah. yeah, you could be on the, I mean, you know what? Good for them. And I, I hope they, they, they enjoyed that last night. Yeah, absolutely. And we're recording this during raw. So we have no idea right. what the follow-up is. And it, look, so far there's nothing. It, it could be awful because we know how they don't follow up on things very well. And Hey, look, they may not follow up at all. I mean, they never, there's been things that they've done on pay views that had people buzzing and then they never followed up period. Um, so who knows what they're going to do tonight? I, we can't even speculate we won't bother because it's it'll be irrelevant by the time people listen but um i I liked it for what it was um you know it's it's like i said i don't really see people shitting on it as much as kind of shoulder shrugging it Mm-hmm. you know and i and I, I i guess okay but i mean i i'm usually more cynical than most people and or more grumpy than most people but i i i i don't know i i kind of got I into a cool it moment.
1: I, I thought it was cool it's one of those moments that i, I think no matter what and then the follow-up is obviously the big thing that matters but i think right now you're talking about it right now afterwards it's one of those moments you're going to kind of remember i mean it's it's a it's a poignant moment i mean it's the the guy who's never debuted in, or was never in WWE is finally there. You know, that's a big moment regardless. and
2: Look, I'm someone on record for, you know, the last two or three years. I would like to see the sting undertaker match and it doesn't look like it's going to happen, but I wish it would have only because look, no, it wouldn't have been a good match. It probably would have been a bad match, but think of the moment. The moment would have been cool. And, you know, at WrestleMania on that stage, I would have liked to have seen them go nose-to-nose, nose. and that's what people would have remembered anyway. Nobody would have remembered the match as much as the moment anyway, whether the match was good or otherwise. So I was kind of hoping that we'd get to see that moment. We probably won't now mm-hmm. unless they do some kind of tag, and even then it will kind of be watered down. But it, it sure it sure seems like they're going towards some kind of Sting and Triple H thing. I yeah, mean it, that, it, it, it seems fair. that way. Um, you, you know, and, and maybe undertaker really is, has just had enough after that disaster last year with Lesnar. Um, but I do kind of think it's a shame. And, you know, one thing, you know, there's a lot of, it, it's, it's a lot of eggs on people's faces who, you know, there was a lot, there was a, 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 certain group of fans, Oh, WWE fans won't even know who sting is. I mean, come on, give me a fucking break. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, 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 I don't know. I don't even want to waste any more breath on that. That's just stupid but uh and a sting undertaker match i don't i don't even know why people were debating that that would have been huge
1: yeah absolutely just the the, the the it might not have been the greatest. I mean, once once the match happens, that might be the part where it gets a little dicey. But the build up to it, the promos, the everything else would have been awesome. I mean, let let's let's be honest. I mean, people saw that. Gra- remember somebody made that graphic where Sting was holding up the card or whatever, and a head undertaker, and, and people went insane about yeah. that. Yeah, and that was just some random dude doing a Photoshop, and you still see that. Yeah, thing. and people oh, just yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I mean, come on. It's Just the, the, just
2: the ring introductions and 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 the moment before they lock up would have been special. Right, but. Absolutely. You know, I'm not losing sleep that we're not getting it, but it definitely would have been something. That I, th- I think it would have been something cool, but you know, sure. it doesn't look like it's going to think
1: And I, I think Sting in a ring, regardless, in a WWE ring is going to Oh, be- yeah, yeah, absolutely. One way or another. I mean, even, no matter who he's against. So uh, let, let's break down this card here a little bit. Uh, I, I don't really have a ton of strong thoughts about a lot of the other stuff on the card, but we can kind of run this through real quick. And if, if you want to hear, obviously, Joe's thoughts, uh, you did a review, you did a roundtable review. Uh, obviously, on the website, voiceofwrestling.com, you look up Survivor Series review with three other guys. On the round table there if you want really intricate thoughts here. but um, I
2: was grumpy in that review, let me tell you.
1: You were. You were a little grumpy, but that's all right.
2: Um, <laughs> I was in a foul mood going into that review. So
1: Well, it was the Rams, right?
2: I didn't, like, I didn't uh, watch. I don't watch football. I, so I, I didn't like the way the play end play. of the Rams game was booked, and it, it really
1: bothered me how they lost. <laughs> screwjob? And was uh, a screwjob uh, finish? Oh, what? oh wait, actually, no, right. I read something about it. It was kind of a screwjob, it, right? It, it was a
2: screwjob finish. and uh, Ring the back bell, back. yeah. Roger Goodell and, told the refs to ring the bell, right? And uh, the phantom penalty on the Tavon Austin punt return, and then, uh, of course, with the interception with 50 seconds left to lose the game, <laughs> effectively ending the season. So then I went right into Survivor Series very grumpy, very grumpy, and uh, it's reflected in that review that everybody should go read.
1: Absolutely. So we're going to start with a few of the pre-show matches here real quick. Fandango Justin Gabriel. Any thoughts on the new Fandango? He's,
2: uh, he's It's the same thing. I mean, it's Fandango right. with new gear and, and uh,
1: he's Spaniard now. And,
2: and, his, and he's got your girl Rosa. And his least talented dance partner yet. That's all. So, <laughs> um he'll have a new dance partner in another 6 months or eventually they'll just move him out it. Look, he's very good in this gimmick, but it's clear that it's going nowhere. So, mm-hmm. but he's a very talented guy. You know, you know I'm all in on this guy. I oh, think yeah. as, he
1: as a really needs to stop doing that top rope leg drop, though,
2: as a te- see, are you one of those people? I'm not. I don't
1: give a fuck. Well, I don't care. I watch. mean, for his own. I mean, no, I, I don't care. I enjoy watching it. But I'm telling him he probably should. I don't care. I mean, if he wants to not be able to walk when he's 38, I, that's yeah, fine, that's man. his I mean, business. I enjoy a nice Alabama. Gym, no, rich, I, and I-, I no, I think it's a great move. I, I love it. It's 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 aesthetically awesome. It looks great. But I'm just, you know. I don't care. I'm just saying if he wants to walk. It's not
2: my spine, brother. So right. uh, I yeah. agree. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 the new old Fandango. It's the same shit. It's just a sure. fresh coat of paint. With longer um, hair, you know, it's it's. And I kind of wish they'd finally do something with Justin Gabriel, but that's never going to happen. But then again, you know, they're doing something with Tyson Kidd, so who knows? Maybe they will. Yeah, it seemed, you know, it, it yeah. looked like they were going to do something with both of them, but on NXT. But then Gabriel kind of remember Gabriel was part of that whole Tyson yeah. Kidd thing at yeah, right the beginning, but then he kind of just disappeared. Now so he's doing, it. yeah, now he's doing job duty on B shows and pre shows, and he look, he 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 does he's it. Pretty good he does it. a he's great job good doing job, yeah. job duty. <laughs> but he's a real talented guy, and you know, I I I wish they'd give him a shot. I mean. I mean, you know, it's but you know, what are you going to do? They can't give everyone a shot. It's a deep roster.
1: All right. Uh, Then we had Jack Swagger versus Cesaro. The downward slide of Cesaro continued as Jack Swagger beat him in about a little over five minutes. But uh, yeah, this was kind of this was not as good as it could have been. I mean, well, I
2: mean, look, they crammed the last five. They crammed the last five minutes of a really good match into a five-minute
1: match. Right. Exactly.
2: And and they did what they could. And it was fine for what it was, you know, and it's two guys that I really like. And, and I thought they were smart to kind of do. They, but they basically did was they, they did the hot closing stretch of a 15 minute.
1: As you said, yeah, I think that's the perfect way to say it, is it was a 20 minute match, but they cut off the first 15, gave you the last five and did it in, you know, the time they were given. They probably. It almost looked. It almost felt like they knew. They they had a ten minute match planned out, and they said, "Hey, you got five No, okay. Well, <laughs> we'll just get right to the the ankle selling part, and, and we'll get right there. So that that was yeah. But the Cesaro thing is very. Dis- I mean, that that's. He's going to be one of the big stories at the end of this year. Is just where this guy was at the beginning of the year and where he is now. I mean, th- this is the guy who at WrestleMania was was a point where everybody was going, "Oh, this is the time." And, and again, it's more evidence that the secondary titles. And I have to bring it up every time somebody wins a secondary title. Is oh, maybe this is the time they do something with their Continental title or this? Is the, they're no, they're not. It's the death sentence for the. You don't want those titles like <laughs> for the people who who. Dislike me and and and
2: and like pointing out when I'm wrong, I'll fully admit and cop to being wrong about Cesaro. I I kind of thought, um, you know, it was just a typical WWE slow build kind of deal. They never really put the rocket on any very few times. They just do a Roman Reigns style push where they put the rocket on the back and don't look yeah. back. And I thought Cesaro was just. You know, people were saying, oh, you know, I can't believe it. They're just they're, they're burying him after – and I was like, you know, that, that may not be the case. You know, it's sometimes it's – we talked about it on this show, mm. but I will now fully admit that I was wrong. I mean it's clear that they have no designs on doing anything with this guy. It didn't make
1: and, any – the, the problem was – and, and then what, what made it even worse is – I and and you were sort of justified when they put Heyman with them and you're like, all right, cool. Well that's I mean that's the guy or whatever, and then Cesaro's entire thing was – Hey, Brock Lesnar won the <laughs> beat the streak. Oh, yeah, and I have this one guy's arm here. See, like, I
2: didn't even mind that. I thought I, I didn't mind that part of it because I, uh, because I thought it was. Here's why I didn't mind though because I figured any association with Heyman guaranteed that he'd be in good segments and that there'd be a, all eyes on his segments because Heyman was out there.
1: Okay. And, okay. And, yeah. So
2: I, I was okay with that. But it just didn't, you know, I thought they gave up. I. It never clicked, yeah. Well, that's the thing. I never would have split them up. I, I still don't understand why they didn't keep him with Heyman. But uh, I I don't know. It's just I, actually I do understand. I just don't. But someone doesn't believe in the guy. That's the bottom line. Yeah, someone right. just doesn't get it and doesn't believe in the guy. Maybe he rubs someone the wrong way. We've heard we've heard stories that that Vince just doesn't get him
1: and doesn't right. understand. Like people brought up those comments about the Cena order. I really really don't think it's that. I, I just I think I it's think overall it's. Vince just doesn't get. It. I like you said. I think it's a bigger. It, I mean we we look at it's it's not like the guy's ever been booked for more than a few weeks. Properly. You know what I mean? It's just they'd never really give it going all the way with him. It almost feels like Ever. at times,
2: um, that they've convinced uh vince that they
1: should move forward with him but then vince just it's one week trials it's like a week trial and then something bothers him about one of the matches and, and he goes solid, okay, that's the end of that yeah, yeah
2: other than that so- there was a solid couple month run there early in the mm-hmm. you know right up
1: oh, he was the- an elimination game. chamber yeah he was a big part yeah of so
2: he, you know he, he did have a, a but it's just i don't know that's the story that you know you read in newsletters and stuff that vince just doesn't get the guy so yeah. maybe it's just vince is the roadblock who knows
1: Whatever. All right. Then we started the uh, the pay-per-view with the, the fatal four way tag team title match. It was the Miz and Damien Mizdow, Golden oh, Stardust, no, 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 Rich. We
2: started the pay per view with a twenty
1: minute Oh right. right. <laughs> well we mentioned that at the top, yes. The the, the Raw segment where everybody talked and, and John Cena came out. You know, some
2: people declared. some people jumped in our Twitter feed and made a good point. You know, with this being the free month for WWE Network, that might have been their way of catching up of people who don't watch Raw sure. as to what the hell was going on on the show. Mm-hmm. Now you know my opinion on that. I don't. I, I. I. don't believe in that. I believe people are smart enough to catch up on their own.
1: Right. I don't think you need to explain everything to everybody. Or make them. I mean, that, that, that's, that's what's funny is make people want to go seek out your other stuff. Don't get. Don't force feed them what you want them to know. You know what I mean. Whereas if you really wanted to know what happened punish them for not watching Ross. say look if you want to if you want to know what the hell's going on here but it's i get it it's, it's a catch-22 in that way where you can say if people are really confused they might you know just bow out and and, and not know the story or i i get it i get both sides, i don't know man but,
2: they didn't give you jesse pinkman's entire backstory in the beginning of every breaking bank so, i agree i agree for the benefit of people who were
1: just i think most it. highbrow stuff don't really give you they, they let you sort of explore it the way you want to explore it and get to where you want to get to but i i get it i guess Look, but, man
2: this isn't this isn't uh listen this
1: is, it's not the really is, hardest story to yeah, follow. Yeah, this is pro wrestling, and it's. Well, what would help is if the fucking announcers would ever actually lead you in under what the hell's going on. But you know, we have to we have to laugh and gaggle and and talk about you know 1950s stunt women and you know. Well,
2: that's the thing too. It, look, it's not high art. It's it's fucking right. pro wrestling. People look. People are gonna catch up. Okay, they write this stuff for children and 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 people who aren't very smart to begin with. So the people watching for the first time would have caught up. All right. Let's not pretend this is high art. So it really wasn't necessary to do that segment. But anyway, uh, on to the
1: first match. Okay. First match, obviously, the Fatal 4-Way. Miz, Damon Mizdow, Golden Stardust, The Usos, and Los Metadores. What would you think about this It was
2: a raw match. There was nothing wrong with it. It was completely inoffensive, and I have nothing to complain about. It was just a raw match. You know, it was – and if not for the – it had a real hot closing stretch that I liked – And if you take away that hot closing stretch, it was what I like to call the WWE two-star special. Yeah. But it had the closing stretch which bumped it up a little bit from that and it was fine. And we kind of suspected Mizdow would win the win the titles and they did. And it, it was it was a raw match. That's I mean yep. that's that's what just keeps popping into my mind.
1: Yeah, well without the crowd going insane for if you had a worse crowd or a crowd that didn't care about Damien Mizdow, this match probably wouldn't have been I mean, it would have been nothing. I mean it really would have been a nothing because that was the the moment there is is watching him tag in and, and that might be a credit to WWE of how they've sort of booked him or or how Mizdow has played the character or whatever, but yeah, I mean he was the focal point there of him tagging in him doing this i mean that that the only thing you were waiting for is okay when is he getting in this match and what is he going to do and you know, obviously he came in did the kind of the fake thing and then he got tagged out and then obviously the closing stretch where he fake tags in or, or you know he blind tags in gets in and, and, and gets a pin and, and the crowd goes insane great, great yeah, finish great finish oh yeah absolutely i mean a very well booked finish yeah. overall yeah. i mean but yeah it was it was otherwise it was just kind of there and i had it was sort of, you know, Dylan Dylan Hales on a on Twitter comment as well. He just kind of said it was either like you love it or you loathe it. But I was kind of in between. I just don't think it was. I just thought it was there. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't I, really. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I just was like, cool. Yeah, whatever. I, I mean, yeah, it was I have
2: to disagree. I don't see it as a yeah. love it or loathe it match. I just see it as a match that was completely inoffensive, but I could see right. if people really liked it because I can see it had elements of things that people would really like. I can't really see hating it though. There was nothing. No, I, to I, I didn't. About it. Yeah. You know, and this was perfectly
1: reasonably well worked. This was
2: the most entertaining, I thought, Stardust ever. I really liked Stardust in this match. Mm -hmm. And I also should note that officially now, uh, via Voices of Wrestling research, the Rhodes Brothers and the Usos have now faced each other more on television than the Killer Elite Squad and Tenkoji.
1: There you They've go. Now well, congratulations! Yeah. They've now surpassed them by one match. I'll put the. In, in, I don't have a clap sound effect, and I'm not going back the, in. So the we'll just, the uh, two
2: most. Over, yeah. the two most overdone matches <laughs> in, in mainstream wrestling. Uh, well, and in, in, well, people know what I mean when I say mainstream. I'm not suggesting. Before we start getting angry tweets. <laughs> not suggesting at new Jersey. You know what I mean. The two most overdone feuds in in major league level wrestling uh, over the past couple of years. I should know too. The KES Tenkoji stuff started at the end of 2012. They've crammed all of these Uso Rhodes brothers matches in since 2013. Right. So uh it really is time to move those two teams apart from each other. There's enough teams yes. on the roster
1: Cross promotional if, if if it needs if it's necessary. To get these people away from each other, cross promotional work. But I think KES is finally done with them. I really do.
2: Oh, oh, KES and Tenkoji are done. But I mean, the Usos and the Rhodes brothers. Oh, that, yeah, that's, I don't it's know if that's to never. Separate these two teams. Look, have one of them feud with the Matador guys or something. You know right. what I mean? I think the Usos versus the Matador guys would be a lot of fun. A yeah. real entertaining feud, you know? And I actually think it might be time to finally split the Rhodes brothers so we can build towards their WrestleMania singles match, which I would mm-hmm. actually be interested in. The
1: second year, the maybe the, the third year it's in a like row the, that we can say. Yeah. Well,
2: Dustin's been pushing for it since probably WrestleMania 27 or right. so. And, uh, you know, I'd actually have some interest in that. It could get Cody away from the Stardust thing, which pretty soon that's going to run its course and people are going to get tired of it. Right. And, uh, you know, Dust you know, it could be Goldust versus uh, Cody and he could put over Cody and, and you know, it could be a, a nice moment. You could have Dusty out there, but fantasy book and nobody cares let's yep. move on
1: nobody care all right so then you had the four on four divas traditional survivor series match in this one if, if joe uh, if if dylan wanted to say it was a love it or loathe it match i believe because we had oh man we run the gamut of uh, on, on twitter and i saw and every reaction every every podcast i've listened to has had at least one person that that hated this thing and thought it was the worst thing ever and then one person that loved it and then and it was the team fox alicia fox emma naomi and natalia uh defeating team page was a page cameron and Apparently, they're called the Slayers, according to Wikipedia, which is Layla and Summer Have you ever heard them called the Slayers? I've never heard that term used. Well, that's what Wikipedia has called them, the Slayers. That's got to be like a fake edit there or whatever, but they are the Slayers. i got to be fair, though,
2: because I must not pay attention because I never knew Bray Wyatt was called the Eater of Worlds until like a year later.
0: Oh, I knew that. That
1: one I didn't even pick up. Because he has a a T-shirt that's showing him literally eating a world. It's so so bad. That's uh, how I knew that, but apparently they're the Slayers. Right, well, let's go with the Slayers. Look. I like it. It's a great name. You're but uh, right. yeah, there people, you go. Steam Fox versus Team Page.
2: Yeah, you're right, man. People were all over the board on this. There were people who could not wait for this to end and thought it was the biggest piece of shit ever. There were people like me who thought it was a perfectly acceptable, okay, you know. I, I thought it was just. I mean, I, it wasn't all that much worse than. The, the four-way tag. Honestly, in my opinion, I mean, that four-way tag was better, but I didn't think this was that much worse than that. I thought it was a, a, a below, a slightly below average to average match. But then there were people who thought it was fucking great. We were getting Twitter responses from people who thought that this match was incredible. So there were literally reactions all over the board. And what that tells me is that nobody's wrong because when you have reactions that are that strong all over the place, I don't think anybody's wrong. Look, there were things I liked about it. Look, it was sloppy in spots. There's no question about it. And, uh, but but there were things I liked about it. I thought it was worked yeah. at a great pace, especially for the length. When I saw how hard they were working, I was like, wow, they're not going to get any time. But then they ended up getting time. Right, and we talked that about that in the podcast before. That
1: we we thought it was maybe hard. five to eight minutes, and it, it ended up being almost 15. Yeah, and, they, and it was worked at a hard pace, and I thought Paige – she was great. She was great. She was, rich. She, you know, she
2: was working real hard, and, and she was healing it up, and I thought she did a great job, and I thought they were smart to get rid of Cameron nice and early because yeah. Cameron is fucking awful. I have to yeah. suffer through
1: Cameron when I watch Superstars. Yeah, I apologize. And, yeah, that was not good.
2: And she's bad. The other, the other one that I think stinks – and I know some people think she's good. I think she stinks. That's Summer Rae. I think Summer
1: Rae stinks. No, she's like uh, no. She was particularly. I don't think I've heard one person say that she was good. And this one, she was particularly awful. No, a lot. There's people just, that have enjoyed. I've never enjoyed her at all. I never saw any of the appeal whatsoever. But there are others that do think she was okay. Universally, everybody thought she was the absolute dirt worst here. Like one bad. of the worst performances ever. She was yeah.
2: really bad in this match, and she's bad every time I see her. And the, here's the thing about it: I don't see the light at the end of the tunnel with her. I don't. know. I just yeah. don't think she's athletically competent enough to compete at this level. Um, man, those are WW. How am I using these? these? Those are athletically competes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? It's like I, I got you. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she's I don't think uh, it looks like she has two left feet. And, you know, yeah, no, she
1: can't. She can't move. It's just yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's like you would think that someone it, who's uh,
2: has dancing ability.
1: Right, would be able to move their feet. See,
2: it's not but. all that much different, but she's she's someone who, to me, looks like she's never gonna completely get it when it comes to wrestling. I, she, mm-hmm. I, but you know, instead of just beating up on her and Cameron, you know, the other everybody else in the match was very good, and I'll tell you what, Natalia wasn't even focused on, and no, this was still, uh, to me, uh, you know, an average match.
1: Emma arrived back on the scene, you know like, oh wait, we have this we have this woman who's she got to shine a little bit. yeah, you know, but I mean, she had some a, a few sloppy parts here and there, but otherwise she she was featured pretty well and and, and did well in it. this was I the page show. yeah, absolutely this this is all about page and, and, and the booking was surrounded around her and all that stuff too, and but. I
2: wonder if you agree with this. I think this was the best clean sweep in Survivor series history.
1: Ooh, think, what, what's
2: because you you did the study now.
1: Cl- yeah okay clean so have... sweeps
2: are always terrible.
1: Yeah, the other one was uh, you had the what was it? The Paul Roma and oh, yeah. uh, who was I, that? I the
2: Stallions versus. Yeah, I can give you a couple off the top of my head. Yeah. You had Slaughter's team mm-hmm. he, when he when he went back. Oh, that one was horrible. Yeah. That one was when awful. he went back, babyface, and he teamed with Jim Duggan. Oh, god. And, and they faced. Uh, and Virgil and like that. Oh, yeah, and, that and they team. they faced the Bolsheviks.
1: Yeah, yeah no, yeah. no, no, he
2: had Volkov on his team, didn't It Vol- wasn't that after the Bolsheviks split. Um, the point is. Let me see. I gotta fire it up. Yeah, I yeah, really fired the up. The point is, 91. Slaughter's team in '91 had a clean sweep, and it was bad. You had. uh it's
1: Slutter Jim Duggan, the Texas tornado and Tito Santana versus Mustafa Colonel Mustafa the Berserkers Skinner and Hercules dear God Wow so the Bolsheviks weren't even involved no that weren't even involved in that one yet yeah, let me see where they uh, that that lovely match ranked oh that was our um that was our fourth worst. By the KC metrics, I'm
2: going to give you another clean sweep. Tell me where the KC metrics put this okay. one. Okay. It was the Visionaries versus uh, the Jake Roberts. I uh, forget what he called this. Probably the Vipers is probably what he called
1: it. Yeah, name. let's see. See where that one. The ran. Vipers. Yep. Uh, that one was actually. Let's see here. I think it read pretty well. Let's let me do this sort here real quick. And you you claim that the Visionaries were called the Visionaries because he. He blinded Jake Roberts with. Arrogance. Well, I know that. That was the reason. That seems a little deep.
2: What do you mean deep? It makes
1: sense. That seems deeper by WWE How standards. How is that deep? He blinded the man. The v- visionaries. Yeah, it was like he was like trolling. The blinders. T- they t- wouldn't call him like the blinders or something like that, or the. He was trolling Jake Roberts by
2: calling himself the the visionaries. visionaries. That's a, that's a deep word. I guarantee you, that's why they called them the visionaries. Right. How is that deep? That's not deep at all.
1: That's pretty deep. Uh, that was actually our one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ninth, ninth best. Hmm.
2: I don't, I don't recall that being good. I don't either, but... <laughs> Are there any other clean sweeps you can think of off of the top of your head? Uh,
1: at the top of my head. Clean sweep Survivor Series. There's probably. Oh,
2: I got one. I got one. What about uh, uh DX, CM Punk? Oh,
1: right. Yeah, and Jeff Hardy. That one was not good. And no, Jeff Hardy,
2: because uh, I remember Mike Knox was on the other team, and they, they <laughs> totally buried him because DX was like, who is this guy? And then Sean gave him the I have kick. one for you. Go ahead. The four doinks
1: versus Team Bigelow remember that
2: another awful sweep i'm telling you this women's match was was the best clean yeah, sweep
1: uh we have oh god the royal family uh the uh, the jerry lawler and the uh the clowns yeah another that was awful one clean and sweep and then uh, undertaker 1995 survivor series i have no idea what this is the i don't know I,
2: I don't
1: i don't know yeah i'm looking at a, a, a playlist right here that's got it a clean sweeps see the undertaker 1995 i do not remember i just watched this damn one like two days ago. Uh, oh, the Dark... Oh, <laughs> never mind, I remember this now. So this team, they're t- they're called the Dark Side. This team, Joe. Okay. Uh, if you could give me 1995, who else would be on this team Dark Side? Obviously, you have the Undertaker's as the team captain. Who else would you consider the Dark Side Who's the in opponents? 1995? Uh, the opponents are the Royals, which is King Mabel, Jerry Lawler, Isaac Yankum, DDS, and Hunter Hurst Helmsley. <laughs> oh, my God. With Sir Mo, by the way, in case you're curious. Cermo was in the house. Ah, so, so this is
2: a babyface Undertaker team yes. called the Dark and
1: They're they're called the Dark Side. And the way they were dark is they all wore Undertaker T shirts. So Okay, I, I have no clue who who are they? Alright, well obviously Savio Vega. Oh obviously. Obviously Henry O'Godwin. Ugh. Can you get the fourth? Is Joe? it Phineas or was he not around yet? It's uh, Phineas was not around yet, no. I don't I don't know. Who is it? This guy made a difference in this team. Oh, it was Fatu. Yeah, Fatou was, was, was there, a, yes. It was
2: make-a-difference era Fatou? <laughs> it,
1: was, it was walking the streets wearing a leather jacket, Fatou.
2: Uh, no, no, difference. no, wearing a wannabe eight-ball jacket, but it wasn't <laughs> But it wasn't really an eight-ball jacket.
1: <laughs> but just um, walking down the streets, it's, just making a difference, just walking down the streets, making a, a difference.
2: difference. That's right. Being stalked by the Samoan gangsta party, right. who never actually just, ended up...
1: Just, Walking down the streets, you know.
2: I have zero recollection of that. I just watched that two weeks ago. <laughs> like, like but it sounds a Last up. week Actually, I
1: watched if it. It. it's If you say not it's bad, no. I'll trust you. No, so there you go. Okay, so you are probably correct that this might have been. So either that or the Visionaries versus the The Visionaries Vipers one. I remember being pretty good. Because you had Martell in there and all that. Yeah, that one I remember being pretty okay. But yeah, there you go. Oh, boy. All right, let's move on from that one. We have Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. Thoughts? Perfectly acceptable... Nice, you know, brawl style match,
2: and then mm-hmm. uh, Bray Wyatt went Bray Wyatt and grabbed the yep. mic, and things just went Wyatt crazy. Bray Whitey, yeah. And 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 he offered Ambrose the chair, and and what Cena should have done when Wyatt offered him the chair, Ambrose fucking beat the shit out of him with the chair, right. and then proceeded to beat the shit out of him further. And yep. uh, you know, it was a shitty way to end the match, which was shaping up to be a pretty decent match, but. I thought Ambrose came out of this looking like a million bucks.
1: Yeah, and it, it led you to that. I, I thought it was because people are complaining about, oh, you know, this is just a commercial for TLC or they're just building a TLC. Well, that's fine. I mean, that's OK. I don't I and I really don't mind that. I don't want my main events to do that, but I don't care if these little sub matches do it. I mean, that's now, you know, that Dean Ambrose is a crazy weirdo or whatever. And the big moment is let's go watch TLC and watch him, you know, put Bray Wyatt through a table or whatever. I mean, I'm fine with that. It was OK. Yeah, I, mean. I thought the ending was a little like I, it went a little long. That ending and everything in the show, there was like little stuff that just went like obnoxiously long because you know they they just they didn't you know they only had five matches you know scheduled for this, so things were going to go a little long and get a little stretched in that closing section of this. You know, was a little long, but I thought it was fine. It built up to TLC, and people now know that hey, the next pay per view is TLC, and these dudes are fighting. Whatever. I mean, it's people complain at the end of the you know people complain when they come up with matches a week before, and then people complain when they they get them ready at the pay per view prior. It's you know they can't win. So
2: I I thought I was, he gave a nice uh, hellacious beating. I enjoyed the beating. Right. So at least I got something out of it. You didn't get any kind of finish in the match, but you got a nice beating out of it.
1: Right. And Dean Ambrose says, you mentioned people are saying, oh, yeah, we lost again. Eh, it's not really a loss. I mean, the guy could, Oh, come on. He, he was at the top of the ladder while the other guy was showered in chairs and tables. Like, it's not a loss. Like,
2: came out of that looking like a million bucks. Right. Can't I really, agree. Yeah. Come on. Give me a break. How
1: about right, that? All right. We had Adam Rose I don't and. Know, a I Bummy. don't
2: understand why he pulled out, out that enormous ladder and then just. Oh, like, just to climb onto it to be. Hi. Why'd he fucking well, just die? To, just to
1: make sure that you knew that TLC was next. Oh, is that what that was? I didn't even pick up on it. Because there was a table and there was a chair. And then that you was. Well, you're game. right. I'm a complete idiot. Yep. Right. And conveniently enough, TLC is coming up in three weeks. So yeah. there we go. All right. So then we had Adam Rose and the Bunny defeated the Slater Gator. Okay. You probably we're not very happy during this. I've given up on Slater Gator. The oh, okay.
2: Gators, uh, Slater Gator. I'm no longer Gator Slater Gator supporter. But uh, I'm I'm a bandwagon fan, Rich, when it comes okay. to my uh gimmicky tag teams. Um look, here's the thing with Adam Rose this they're doing the right thing. And it, it, it's the, the, the whole Russell brand knockoff thing. It, it, oh, it, had legs. It, it It's cutesy and it's 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 never getting above the prelim level. So if they pl- have any kind of designs on doing anything with this guy, he's got to go heel. And, you know, at first from the beginning, I thought eventually the bunny would turn heel. And then mm-hmm. reveal himself as somebody else or whatever, but I think this is better, and I think this is smarter because I—I
1: mm-hmm. I think that was the original plan. You could tell that was sort of the original plan going, but yeah, I agree. This is the but way better route. I, I,
2: I, and so far, I've really enjoyed when Rose has sort of healed a little bit. You know, have has done subtle things to heal uh, with the bunny here. Uh, a couple weeks ago on Raw. When he – I guess I gave the – I forget exactly what the angle was. I guess he gave the bunny the low blow or whatever, and then he gave him that that heel look. That Mm -hmm. was good stuff. I think think an Adam Rose with a Leo Kruger edge and a sadistic side can be a pretty interesting character. And I also think it opens him up to have better matches. I've seen this guy have decent matches. He's a pretty decent worker. The gimmick is very restricting. And I think if you if you if you keep the elements of the gimmick, but you make them like a megalomaniac, which is kind of yeah. where they're going with it, because he was telling the bunny in that backstage
1: segment, you know, all these people are here for me. These people are my followers. Right. They he can have this. I mean, he can have the music. He can still dance or whatever. But then, yeah, he's just a self. And that's those. Those are the we mention all the time. Those are the heels I love. The ones that don't get why everybody hates them. You know what I mean? Where he's just kind of he can do exactly what he's doing now. Yeah. he just can be an asshole about but it He's just I be mean, a prick the... about it
2: and then yeah. inst- instead of and and it's and... kind of an asshole now
1: i mean for the beginning i always kind of thought he was a total dickhead but yeah, I mean, like but... why would fans cheer for this fucking raging like I have so much time. I just, all I do is party, and we're supposed to go. Yeah, cool. Like, I just got home from work, and it sucked. But at least you're having fun. Like,
2: yeah, I, I kind of think if they give this character kind of a dick, more of a dickish heel edge, it can work. I really do, and I think he's he, he as a worker, he's better suited to it too. So, yeah, I'm interested agree. to see where it goes. And uh, I tell you what, at least it's got. I, I'm I, I'm interested in Adam Rose, which I haven't been since he debuted on NXT. And then it quickly wore off, you know, that they did.
1: Oh, yeah, you, the entrance happens twice and you're kind of like, you're OK, tired of well.
2: it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but but now I'm interested to see where this goes. So uh,
1: thoughts on r- real quickly, the bunny, if 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 it's to be revealed and obviously if you've read reports, I mean, the guy under the and you can kind of <laughs> tell by the dancing and, and a lot of the moves is that that Sami Zayn is under the bunny right now right. and wrestling as the bunny. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on if they reveal him to be the bunny? That's... Is that is that death? Is that just instant? I, w- death? I don't think it'd be instant death, but it wouldn't be how I would.
2: <laughs> it wouldn't be how I would <laughs> introduce Sami Zayn. No. Right.
1: Um, I, would you just put somebody else on? I mean, if you have to have somebody be the bunny, you would just any you know whoever would just would just be under there. Yeah, egg. I don't, I don't, I don't know if they're ever. I don't either. even know how you do it. I mean, it's almost like the Gobbledygooker deal, where like whoever comes out of the egg still came out of the egg. You know what I mean? like? I don't know if they're ever gonna reveal. Mm-hmm. who the bunny is i almost wouldn't i i because th- you're just you're always that then you know what i mean you always were debuted as the bunny
2: maybe maybe i think it, i mean
1: i guess there's a way to make it a hard edge but it it, it the
2: depends problem, though, is the, it really he's had depends so much zaniness it. it
1: really depends. Yeah, I, I think yeah i don't know santino can come back so even though it would make no sense because the bunny's skinny and tall and you know he's not there.
2: i think that'd be All the right. best if you're gonna reveal the bunny as it would have to be somebody
1: kooky yes and, like, who you
2: can who 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 then rose can squash in a quick feud and then it's over. And it yeah. doesn't damage the person who... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So somebody of Santino's ilk would be perfect yeah. for it.
1: Yeah, dude, who, who's a good comedy? Is there an NXT comedy guy? Babyface, like, under a bold,
2: comedy Thompson, guy. I uh, <laughs> can't really think of anyone, but that would be the kind of person that I would
1: mm-hmm. think. Absolutely. All right. Uh, then we had the Divas Championship match. This was a uh, fantastic 35 second. Possibly, w- w- did this beat the match we're going to oh. reveal later as the, the, the best squash match ever?
2: <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: Oh, no, it did not. Okay. It was Nikki Bella defeated AJ Lee in 35 seconds. So,
2: so is AJ Lee done or is she not done? What, what's
1: that's <sighs> It's kind of close to being done, right? I I don't know. It's the right but way that's a, to do it if she is. Lot, there's a lot, not a lot of ways to go back from that. Oh, I read, <laughs> you'll enjoy this. I read articles and you could probably guess one of the websites that did it. That, oh, this is not the right way for AJ Lee to go. I mean, she devoted so much time and effort into, like, yes, what this the is the first time Watch Wrestling as well. Yeah. I, I, this is what you're, you're leaving did. the territory yeah. like that doesn't so, matter whole point that's how you leave so, she she works so hard to, to get where she's at she deserves so much longer and so much more and like they wanted like the, the, the I know they wanted the, the the send like Lita and Trish got the that send up I mean but honestly I watched the Lita you know people mentioned that Lita got this like great send off or whatever Trish got a great send off I watched the Lita thing people came out and berated her for like 20 minutes and then she left. Like, that's not – no, nobody ever – that never, ever happens for anybody besides, like, Ric Flair and, like you – know I mean? She
2: berated like, for 20 minutes.
1: I swear to God, I, I watched the segment not that long ago. It was uh, – it was on a, a Survivor Series 2000 and – shoot, I'm blinking on the one or whatever. But she lost or whatever, and they said this was her final match ever. She lost to Mickie James or whatever. And then people just came out and called her fat and called her a whore, and then she left. You know, you can <laughs> you can bring back
2: AJ Lee later and do that. Right. you know at a later day i mean who knows if she even wants to do
1: that I mean, if she really is finished. She's not a legendary figure, for God's sakes. Like, like they wanted everybody to come out and clap at the top of the ramp. And oh, like, AJ Lee doesn't deserve that. Oh, like, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know. Well, I don't know if they literally meant that they wanted that to happen. But they, nah, wanted, but they, I know what they wanted a better send-off. Like, what do you want? Like,
2: I don't, she's, I don't like, put she's her that thing, way This
1: is it. Yeah. There you go. 30 You, you know, get the person over that's staying. Like, that's, that's wrestling. That's how it's always been. Just stop. Like, uh, To be completely honest,
2: since she's returned from the wedding and all that, she's really just been a CM Punk knockoff act. Right, she's been no good. She's been a female, C- like she's picked up his mannerisms. Mm-hmm. She's picked up his speech cadence. She's picked up his, uh, his, uh, his, 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 the way he does promos. She's right. picked up his terrible
1: at whatever character she's supposed to be because nobody knows on a weekly basis she's supposed to be a heel or a face because you can't really tell because, like you said, she's doing that, that CM Punk like smirk or she's like, doing the CM,
2: CM Punk apathetic act. Like, right, like when he's a
1: face and you know it's the worst thing ever and you can't wait till he's a heel. Like
2: wink, it's just... wink. I think I'm above everything that's happening right now. Mm-hmm, that, right. That's that's what she's been. I mean, she's she's a good performer, but she's not some you're right, though. She's not some legendary figure who needs some kind of enormous send off. I mean, how long has she been around? Five years, if that
1: four or five at most.
2: And How long has she been pushed like for three or four? Right. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, when was that women's uh, NXT season? That was 2000. 2000- <laughs> oh,
1: that was eleven. That was eleven. I think that was eleven. Yeah, and then she did the Raw GM stuff in like 2012, I believe it was. So yeah,
2: I I don't know. But th- this is a, this when someone's finishing up. This is how they leave. <laughs> right. I mean, come on, give me a fucking. It was
1: cage. Word. It was cage side in case you. Were well, curious. you know, whatever. All right, and then we had the main event, which we just talked about a little bit. The Team Cena, Team Authority. We kind of talked about that 45 minutes. You know, really, really good stuff. Um, I don't think we have to say any more and more about that. We kind of let off with that. But uh, overall, uh, thoughts on Survivor Series? I, I'm kind of with you that you know people because it ended on such a high note. People are calling this a really good show. But I, I, mean, I was really kind of hold on a second.
2: And, hold on a second before we do that. Yes. Did they write? Uh, did they write an article about the Great Khali not getting a big send off? Um, I don't think so. How long was the Great Khali around?
1: About no longer shit. He started what 2004. It was Great right? Holly
2: a world champion? Was Great Holly as the top heel in the company at one point or close to it? Oh, let's see. Let's let's. He got, it, he he didn't even get a blow off. He got nothing. You know what? Good Great Khali got. You know what he got? He got put into the fucking uh um. What do you call that page? The uh. They just quietly. Oh, the
1: alumni the section. Yeah, her. just thrown to the alumni. They yeah.
2: Quietly moved him to the alumni section. Where was his big? Why aren't you? Why aren't they pining for his big send off? Because he has a penis? Like, give me a fucking break! I, I'm mad that you brought that up. I really am. It makes, <laughs> I, I, it makes me look. sick. These people make me sick, Rich. They makes me sick. What AJ Lee's? It was. It, what makes her any bigger star than the great Holly was? Where's the article pining for his big send-off? Give me a fucking break! Come on. Makes me sick to my stomach. Be
1: fair. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna stop. And then you can't talk about it anymore because then you're gonna you're gonna go ranting. But uh, yeah, the 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 uh, the name of the article was "The Ghost of CM Punk Haunts AJ Lee Yet Again." Oh
2: come on, give me a break. <laughs> Get lost. She came back from that wedding and they pushed her to the fucking moon. Implying
1: uh, to they uh, mistreat her because she's associated with punk. Yeah, not uh, a uh, nonsense. Day, we're, we're, here we are one day removed from Survivor Series and AJ is no longer the Divas Champion. Does this mean she's leaving the company? Uh, not necessarily, but knowing how WWE likes to treat those who are on their way out, it wouldn't be surprising. It's not that she lost the title, but how she lost it. In an obvious throwback to Daniel Bryan's 18-second loss to Sheamus at WrestleMania 28, AJ also found defeat via the kiss of death, a cheap, embarrassing way to drop the title.
2: I saw it as nothing but someone yeah. potentially leaving the territory. That's all
1: I saw. Uh, we're coming up on almost ten months after Punk left, and his ghost still lingers around AJ and her treatment at work.
2: What are you this talking about? <laughs> she got pushed to the moon. She was the <laughs> hardest push woman on the roster. You
1: know She's what they could have done? Champion the whole time. If they wanted to haunt her, they could have said, "Hey, you're out of here. We're going to stop paying you. Bye." Figure out how to make an income without us. Bye. That's haunting. People not.
2: Uh, I can't believe they're complaining about her treatment
1: since she can't. AJ, AJ has propped up the women's division for about two years, and this is how WWE thanks her. That's awful. Why not let Nikki show off her in-ring improvements and have a 15-minute match with AJ? They were obviously not short on time with this pay-per-view, yet WWE shortchanged us with this feud. This feud.
2: They just they gave they gave 10 other women 15 minutes an hour earlier in the show. I mean, so that blows up that argument. That I really
1: blows, hope that there's p- going to be more to this storyline, but if not, shame on you, WWE, for treating AJ like just another spoke on the wheel. She deserved a better send off.
2: Okay, you know what? But where's <laughs> Ka- where's Kali's article?
1: Yeah, he was just released. Yeah,
2: where's the great Kali's article? Disgusting, disgusting, <laughs> disgusting.
1: Well, there you go. Who wrote so. it? Uh, he's got like a sh- weird name. Uh, let's see. It is doors hate MMA fighters. It's at cage side Doors is his uh, Wait, Twitter so account. so it's,
2: it's not even a guy who has his guts to put no. his fucking name on the, on the thing? Right. Well, then who cares?
1: He's, right. he's, hi- he's
2: care. hiding behind a gimmick, <laughs> so uh, who cares who wrote it? <laughs> well, there you go. So I just thought Fuck I'd – Fucking Chikara, uh, Chikara gimmick writer wrote it. He's hiding behind a Chikara gimmick. He can't even put his name on <laughs> it. Best. Put All
1: right, your well, fucking our, name Chris. on <laughs> it. <laughs> we do. Except for Fujiwara Armbar, but you could probably figure out who that is if you really wanted to.
2: Everyone knows his name.
1: Right, <laughs> he just prefers to not be as searchable for like real jobs. Who are like, so you right wrestling, huh? <laughs> like,
2: I just, I just don't, I, I, just, a... I just, don't so, understand. Like, like AJ go. Lee right. is some kind of icon. Get the fuck oh, out yeah. of here.
1: She's propped up the women's division for two years. This
2: idea that they treated her bad—how was she treated badly? She, she beat, she came out on the better end of a feud with Paige, who's the fucking future. <laughs>
1: But the future of the division... was given the title and pushed enormously the entire They put her
2: attention. over page. They pushed her hard. They, she won the title her first match back. Didn't she?
1: Was <laughs> yes. it? Yes, she came out, skipped around, won the title, and skipped back. Yep. Uh, Damn that ghost. Damn that ghost of CM Punk, you.
2: I, I'm disgusted you plugged it. I, I don't even want have people to go yet. click it. That's disgusting. It, that's, that person's fucking
1: lost. <sighs> you know what's not lost? It's a terrible segue. New Japan Pro Wrestling in America, Joe. Access TV, we announced. Uh, this was, what match was this? That, oh, this is during the Divas match, right? So nobody could focus. Nobody could focus on the Divas match during this point, the Divas uh, elimination match, because uh, word came out. It was sort of a uh, promo, apparently, that aired on Friday from Access TV, which is the former HD Net. So I don't, do you get it? We always do this little, let, let's, you have to get it. If you used to get HD Net.
2: Yeah, yeah, Access yeah. TV, absolutely.
1: You get Access TV. Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm sure I get it. I just have to find it. But uh, yeah, so it came out and they were doing their kind of promos of what you know what's new in 2015, their new shows, this sort of stuff, showing some MMA or whatever. And then all of a sudden there was coming soon New Japan Pro Wrestling, and you got some clips of Okada and ta- uh, Makabe, and a little clips of Okada and Tanahashi, and that was it. We all he, we knew he, was coming and soon. Oh, is
2: that? <laughs> I don't know where they dug out that piece of footage. That's from like ten years ago. But
1: yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. it
2: was awesome though. I hope they uh, show the match where he uh, that they pulled that footage from. But yeah, it's going to be um, uh, thirteen weeks. Yeah, Mauro Ranallo and Josh Barnett, which is going to be a very good uh, broadcast team, I would suspect. Um, two guys, obviously, who understand the product and are, are, are and respect pro wrestling and are going to do the homework that's necessary. I mean, Josh Barnett was on the New Japan roster at one point in time. So, um, and, and Josh Barnett is an MMA fighter who proudly calls himself, calls his style, uh, pro wrestling. So. Yeah. Uh, and and Morrow, of course, has a, a long history with uh, some of the versions of Stampede Wrestling, where he was the play-by-play man, and is an experienced broadcaster. Uh, and, and and to me, always does a good job. A lot of people don't like him. I I, I enjoy his style. So mm-hmm. now it's going to be tapes. It's going to be uh, we've got some confirmed stuff. 2013 G1 um, Okada vs. Tanahashi from the Dome. One of the I don't remember which one in particular, but one of the Dome matches is going to be the focus of on one of the
1: shows. I think it's the 2013 one. They said the most recent one, the one that happened last year. Yeah. I think is the one that yeah, said,
2: so it's not going to be, it's not going to. Some people were were hypothesizing, stuff, yeah. yeah, they thought it would maybe be the the WPW show that airs in Japan just with a, with American voiceovers, but that's not going to be the case. Um, so but look, it, for, for someone who's seen all that stuff, you're probably not. You probably watch it the first couple times for the novelty of it, but it's all matches that you've seen, you know. So right. it's not going to be something that that maybe that I would necessarily, you know, watch every week or maybe some of the people listening to this would. Um but it would it, it look it's it's an inroad though to the United States. That's the key. Exactly. That's all it that matters. It's, it's, yeah, getting it's not for foot us. In the door. It's not for us. it's getting the foot in the door. And um you know and it's a good it's good for people who have been hearing about New Japan, but have been hesitant because eh, I don't. People who don't do pay, i pay per view or people who aren't comfortable with the language
1: barrier or don't want to watch four hour shows. Like sometimes I'll send people and say this is a really good show, and they're like, ah, it's three and a half hours. Like, do I really want to? Like I send people G ones, and they're just kind of like, ah, I don't know if I really want to like.
2: Yeah, now but that, this is
1: nice. This a nice little compact, you know, show yeah. that you can watch. So you can
2: DVR this. It's probably going to be an hour long, and you get one or two big ma- you know, big time classic matches of recent
1: vintage. Yeah, well, actually, it's got a pretty decent time slide. I don't know if you read the. Uh, uh, they just posted, uh, they actually, uh, right as we were kind of recording this, I actually got it up uh, that Access TV put a press release out. Uh, that said, uh, I'll just read kind of the first paragraph here, because that's all you really need to know. Uh, building on the success of Access TV Fights Friday Night Franchise, Access TV has acquired a 13-episode series from Japan's largest professional wrestling promotion, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, premiering January 16, 2015, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling will air on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, leading into the network's weekly live MMA, Muay Thai, and kickboxing broadcast. So that's not a bad time slot either. No. No, I mean, it's Friday night. It's not great. But I mean, if it's leading into fights, that's that's a good idea. I mean, it's, it's not just it's not f- sitting on its own. It's not at 2 a.m. It's not it's 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 leading into one of their big programs. So just, uh, the, the goal is obviously to get MMA fans and, and 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 both works both ways. But no, it's pretty interesting. That's it's not bad at all. Sure. That's pretty decent.
2: And for people who don't know, I mean, this is the former home of ROH before they moved to right. Sinclair because this was HD net. Uh, and it was rebranded as as Access TV. So, and it, I mean, not a lot of people have the channel. It's available to most people, but it's on it's on higher tiers. You know, and this was, I know this was a Mark
1: Cuban property. I don't know if it still is, though. Yeah, I don't know if it's still, I was trying to look that up earlier. Cause let me, let me find out here real quick. Cause that, that'd be interesting. Cause he's always been a guy who's, who's, it's, you know, it's, who's funny. went to wrestling in, in a way. Well, yeah. So.
2: And, you know, it's funny because we talked about the history of this podcast and the history of voices of wrestling. If you remember, you know, back on Virtual Sports Network or wherever, where we started, um, somebody there once emailed Mark Cuban and asked him if he had interest in putting Japanese wrestling on HDNet back when they were airing, um, Japanese MMA. Yeah. And he actually replied to the email himself. And he said it was something that they had looked into, but they could never work out logistically. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. yeah. I forget the poster's name, but he posted the email screenshots and everything. So um, this is something that HDNet had at least dipped their toes and inquired about um, going back as far as, you know, four or five years ago. So it's been on. So the So it looks rate like
1: up. he he's still an investor in it, but I don't know if he's one of the main ones. Ryan Seacrest is actually a pretty big deal in it. It's it's, it's owned by a, a technically Access TV is owned by HDNet Inc. Ryan Seacrest and Ryan Seacrest Media, and then uh, CBS Corporation, Creative Arts Agency, and all that sort of stuff. But he's still a big investor, Mark Cuban, in HDNet Inc. But it looks like he's so he's still a part of it. I don't know if he's like you know he's not an everyday program manager or whatever, but. He has a part in it. I mean, if he wants to say, hey, that'd be cool if we had this or whatever, or, you know, if they ask him, hey, we need a little bit of money for the show, that's, you know, but that's pretty cool. That's uh, it's going to be fun. So yeah, and, there's uh, a lot of,
2: and, and there's programming on there that has a, some crossover appeal because, you know, they, mm-hmm. they show all that C-level MMA and, and, and kickboxing and things like that. So um, and actually a little bit of college basketball, too. Um, a little bit early.
1: well oh, they did. Oh, right, 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 Early season yeah, right. tournaments.
2: The, yeah. the tournament from the Bahamas. So there's lots of sports programming. It's a lot of concerts, things like that. Um, you know, I have the channel. It's on one of the the, the higher tiers. It, 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 it like I said, it's a av- it's available. If it's available on um, Directv for sure. It's available on Dish Network for sure. I don't know about some of the bigger cable companies or whatnot, though. But um, it's it's always on the higher tiers, though. So which is why not a ton of people have it. There's a lot of people saying, "Oh, you know, this show is going to have more clearance than Destination America." I don't think that's going to be true, because I think Destination America will be on um, on lower tiers than than uh, than than access TV uh, Mm -hmm. ultimately be, which means that more people will have access to Destination America.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's see. Yeah, it says, uh, um, yeah, the, the, for the, the nearest I could find is spring 2012, and it said it's got 14 million, uh, subscribers. Oh, that's Dish Network subscribers. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't have the exact numbers there, but. Interesting nonetheless. But yeah, I think, I feel like Destination America is way lower on the tier. See, I, for I me, think, at least, I yeah. think
2: Destination America will have more real
1: subscribers than access yeah I, uh, well that's what, that's what i meant it's i it's not really hidden very much it's it, it, it's there i mean i've never heard of the station before but when when looking for it it's not bad i mean the discovery networks are, are, are a powerhouse that's i mean, what they, I mean they, you know they're sorry. a big deal so yeah they're, they're near i mean th- that's one of those deals where hey you want discovery you know channel and and, and tlc well you have to carry you know our little our little sub brand, you know, networks as well. So no, it's 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 pretty high on my tier. I was like channel like one ninety eight or something On du-
2: on direct TV, in order to get eight a- to get access TV, it comes with that it comes as part of like that uppity package, the Smith- mm-hmm. Smithsonian HD. Oh right, yeah, like
1: H two, like the History Channel Two and
2: um, like- No no, like the 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 the, the uh like the, the uppity HD channels, like the Smithsonian HD, universal HD like those weird HD only channels that, oh, I see. Okay. yeah, that like nobody gets and nothing. Like the stuff that airs on them are like these are some of the very few channels that broadcast in true 1080. Because right. most most people don't realize this. You go to buy a TV at Best Buy. And you run to these 1080 TVs. Well, that's great, but nobody broadcasts in 1080. You're wasting right. your money. You know, ESPN. You know, HBO does sometimes, I think, for certain things. But like ESPN and the networks, they all broadcast in 720. 720 yeah. So it's like these uppity HD channels that that technically that do broadcast in 1080. Like that's the tier that that uh, Access TV is on. Because HDNet, when it first started in 2008 or 2009, whatever it was, you know, their whole calling card was they were the first true uh, 24 hour a day, yeah. 1080 uh, full HD network. So that was, was gorgeous too. Yeah, and it, that was kind of their gimmick. So, um, so at least on 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 DirecTV. That's why I say. You know, you have to be careful because, like when TNA kind of fudged the numbers. Destination America is available to x amount of number of homes, but how Mm -hmm. many of those homes really have it? You know what I mean? It's the same thing here. You have to kind of read between the lines. I'm sure HD. I'm sure Access TV is available to x amount of homes, but how many of those homes really have purchased the package necessary? So. You know, Dave Meltzer's usually good at sorting that out, so I'm looking forward to see what he has to say uh, in the next newsletter in terms of how many people really have the network as opposed to have access to it, which is sure. a big difference.
1: Absolutely. Well, definitely a pretty cool thing. We'll, we'll keep an eye out for it, and 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 obviously, you know, on this site. There's not a whole lot we can do with it. I don't think we really need to like go and review the weekly show because it, it, it's it's we know what it is. I mean, we, we might have somebody do it. Maybe we'll have you know. But for the most part, it's not you and I or, or most of the people that listen to this. It's not really for us. It's for as you said, like. MMA fans that might just kind of trickle in or, or people that have used it. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to recommend it to a oh, bunch gonna of my be friends. It's going to be a that. great introductory to people. Who oh yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. Every one of my friends is going to hear about it. You know, just like they've heard about the global force. I, I always send them to that, but that's again, like I, I feel, you know, Hey, watch this four hour, you know, pay-per-view or whatever. This is a lot easier. I can say, Hey, look, you know, hour, you know, if you like it, you don't like it. Hey, this is a good episode. Hey, they're showing the the Minoru Suzuki AJ Styles. This is my favorite match of the year. You know, check it out now. I mean, just stuff like that. So it's it's not for you and I. It's not for a lot of the people that you know, people that do our G One them or read every one of our reviews. But it's not for us. It's for the casuals. But and it's good for that. I think it's gonna be a great great method.
2: I'll definitely check it out for the novelty of it to see how oh, yeah, yeah, to see how Ronaldo and Barnett do. So, uh, but yeah, you know, it's not something that I'm gonna. It's not gonna be appointment viewing or anything like that. No, no. Unless they start, you know, like people say, unless they start converting over the actual weekly show. But even then, those are going to be matches that people like us who are watching, you know, refreshing daily motion. Right. We've seen you're going to have seen those matches already, too. So but but again, it, it's a it's it's a foot in the door in the United States. It, it it can't be viewed as a negative. It might not do anything. It might not uh, um, help them in any way, shape or form, but it can't hurt to have some penetration here in the US mm-hmm. And that, that they're looking
1: for that foot in the door anyway they can get it. And, and and we and and Kidani said, I mean, this is going to be an aggressive year. They're 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 looking and and look, I mean, we're in January alone. They're they're going to make more Americans. I mean, it's just like unbelievable, and they're going to have major pay-per-view and and a tv show that's that's
2: pretty incredible this is great i mean triple a finally after you know 20 years has gotten their foot in the united states with this lucha underground thing and uh tna didn't fold and new japan is trying to uh, to break through in the united states and
1: it's it's i i I like this man i like it's a great year for wrestling 2015 is shaping up to just be unbelievable we
2: thought it would be 14 remember we thought 14 because we didn't know what was gonna what global force was gonna be all about and, and everything else but um you know i want wrestling to be healthy i want wrestlers to have options i want fans to have options so you know this is you know it's it it, this is there's a lot of stuff that 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 could potentially you know work out not everybody will survive you know and and who knows if tna what they're going to look like on destination Mm -hmm. america but at least they still exist i think that's a good thing
1: Certainly. Well, let's uh, let's stick with New Japan here. Talk about the World Tag League or the G1 Tag League, as it used to be called. But now World Tag League is the current name. Uh, 2014 edition. Uh, we've watched a few of the shows that uh, you've watched. Oh, I've watched one that showed up on Motion. Have you watched? I know the another one uploaded fairly recently, but I don't know if you've had a chance to check there was that one. one there
2: was one from this morning that I didn't see yet. But I saw the one on the 22nd.
1: There's been two. Is the one I've watched. Yeah, there's
2: so, 22nd and there's 23rd. But what I'm saying is there was one on the 24th.
1: Oh, okay. That
2: right. one I haven't seen, but I saw the 22nd and the 23rd.
1: Okay. All right. Well, uh, real quick, though, we don't have to break down those kind of individual no, shows. No. Anything from those that you, you, you really stood out to? You? I was just going to go over the current I'll give you so one match
2: for me that I thought was outstanding. Yeah. OK, the match from the 22nd, which was Cork and Hall, which kicked yeah. off the tour. And of course, the big angle at the end was Okada attacking Tanahashi after the match and giving him a uh, tombstone piledriver just to remind you that he's a heel um, was. But the best match on that show or the match that had the, made the most impression on me was Yuji Nagata and Nakasishi oh, As- so beating
1: Goto and Shibata. And I know you love that match, too. Oh, I just absolutely. I mean, if 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 you've seen, I mean, on paper you think uh, a and and Nagata and those guys, they still, I mean, they work their ass off still, but they're so limited, and and Nakanishi especially, just, I mean, he he does like suicide dives still and stuff, but you can tell the guys just can't move or whatever. But this one, I don't know what the hell got into him here, and I don't know what the hell got into Nagata, and then just everybody, it was, at the end of that match, I went, why that's a pay per view match, like that did not need to be on, the, just like. And I get that it's a Corican show, and it's it, it's kind of a big deal. But man, that was just, that was just awesome. It was really just nice back and forth. And you had this entire match is like shit. I think Nagata and Nakanisha are going to win this, and then I'll be damned, they win it. That's just unbelievable. Yeah, it was just really good. And I thought Nagata in particular was great. Yeah, Naga- and Nakanishi, I mean, I don't know where did was unbelievable. Was- Nakanishi was ridiculous. I mean, I I don't know. Like I, he just got a shot, like a cortisone shot before the match. Something I don't know, but he was just. I mean, bumping all over the place, diving, just quicker than I've seen him at, at all. I mean, it, as far as I've been watching New Japan, you know, regularly, which is about you know late two thousand and eleven. This is the best I've seen him. Absolutely. And they
2: they won the next night, too. They beat Makabe and Hanma. So they were two and oh going into the show this morning, which I haven't seen yet. But they won both matches the same way. Nakanishi does the twisting chop and then -hmm. then Nagata uses the backdrop hold. So they've won two straight matches in the same fashion. And if you remember, they kind of gave them a little mini push, you know, a month, month and a half ago when they got they got the NWA tag title shot against uh, Tenkoji. Um, on uh where was that? I guess that was uh, I forget what show that was, but it was on a
1: it's Dominion? No, that wasn't Dominion. No, no, no it was on a pa- it wasn't even on a pay per view. It was on Oh right. Oh no, I know. Okay, right. right.
2: Yeah, so they they, they earned the title and then they 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 lost the title shot to those guys. It might even have been in a- uh, the Singapore or Taiwan shows when well, I can't remember right now, but, uh, maybe the producer can dig it up while I'm talking, but, um, but yeah, so, you know, they won their first two matches here and that was really, an inv- and, and and it was a big upset beating Goto and Shibata. I don't think anybody expected that. And, 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 and Shibata is the guy who took the fall, which was interesting too. Right. right. So, uh, so that, and then the angle in the main event were the two things to take away from that first show. I thought, oh, and also the Yoshitatsu injury, um, which is weird because there's. Oh so-
1: yeah, yeah. What are what are your insights on that? Because there's been a little bit of uh, confusion as to what if he got injured in the match, is this a carryover? But what what sort of went on here, as far as you know? Okay, it's now official,
2: because um, the the show this morning. I'm looking at the results. Th- there was there was some thought that they were going to replace Yoshitatsu with Taguchi, Okay, and there was a report that came out that that's what they were going to mm-hmm. do. I thought that was a little fishy because Taguchi was booked on the tour in other ma- that would require rebooking all of the cards. Because then what do you you gotta then replace Taguchi right in those matches. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but it
1: is. These things are a giant puzzle. It so- was destruction in Okyama, by the way, was the match.
2: Oh the N W A tag? Yeah. So yeah. it was destruction.
1: Uh destruction in Okeyama. I said I said Dominion, so I was wrong. I I, mixed oh, I, I I was mixed I, knew, I up. knew what you meant, though. I knew what you. Yeah, mean. right. The, the one in September. So it was. A, it was a pay per view. It was a big show. Yeah, it was a pay per view.
2: Yep. Okay, I was confused for some reason, but anyway. Um, so so anyway, yeah. So they, they didn't go that route. He he's out, and they are forfeiting, and they forfeited their match this morning to Naito and uh, Sombra. So, um, so that's it. Now, the, what's weird about it is, people are saying it was the injury from the AJ Styles bump, but that can't be true because why would he even wrestle another match? You don't fuck around with a neck injury. No, no. So I don't, I don't know. And if he, if it was from the AJ stop, from the bad bump from the Styles clash, then maybe he just re-aggravated it in this opening match against uh, Okada and Yoshihashi. But the thing is, I watched that match two or three times, trying to catch where he would have injured his neck, and I couldn't pinpoint it. I don't know if you saw anything, but I didn't see anything.
1: I did not. No, I, I went through because I knew obviously that that already happened. and I watched, because I, I watched it this morning, and I, I went tried to watch every single thing to see if there's a moment where he kind of turns weird or whatever. I, as far as I can tell, it just basically seemed like he maybe halfway through the match was just like, ah, he probably took a bump or two and was just like, nope, it <laughs> feels garbage. Like I, I, I don't know. I couldn't really pinpoint exactly something in the moment, so it must have just been something where it was hurting him and he was, you know, just hoping he could work through it and he, he just couldn't because he didn't look good either. He looked very stiff. So
2: he did look. I, I will better. say that he, he wasn't moving around real good.
1: So I think it was something where he he probably went in and said, hey, let me see how it goes, took a back bump and went out. Shit. Yeah, no, that doesn't feel – but you, you can't go out there and do – I mean you have to figure that out before you get out there.
2: Uh, the other thing I loved about that match was the fact that Okada uh, finished Yoshitatsu off with the red ink and not the Rainmaker. And to me that's so important because you're never going to get these secondary finishers over unless they actually win matches with them. And mm-hmm. and if you remember, that was one of my key complaints when, uh, when Naito in the 2013 G1, he would use the – the uh, oh, what is he? The Puma Blanca, he calls it, right? His submission yeah, yeah. hold, and nobody would ever buy it because he had never won a match with it. Mm-hmm. And he would put this whole
1: get crickets, it. yeah.
2: <laughs> and it, it was smart match structure. He would build the match to that point, designed to get a, you know to to build drama to this submission hold that no one would react to. So it's very important that these guys don't always win their matches with their primary finish. And New Japan certainly is a company that falls into that trap where you're kind of just waiting for the primary finish sometimes. So I thought it was very. Uh, important that Okada used the red ink to finish off Yoshitatsu yeah. on on a on a high profile Korokan Hall show uh, that people saw. This wasn't just some random you know show on the tour in some village in front of eight hundred people that nobody's gonna see. This was in Korokan and everybody saw it, and that's important because now maybe the next time he uses red ink, especially in Korokan, the fans will react to it.
1: Yeah, so. And he's got to, he's got to do that every so often. I mean, I, I remember having this exact same conversation with you when it happened before. Is that he's just got to kind of do that a little bit because, as we mentioned, the Rainmaker is so super protected that you can't just throw that around. I mean, that just can't be a part of every single one of his matches. I mean, that that's you can only do that when it matters. So he needs something else to sort of finish guys off because you don't want to overdo the Rainmaker either. Yeah, it's very important <laughs> to have it be a protected, important. Okay, he hit this. You're over. Sort of thing. I mean, it's nice to have those little options Yeah,
2: when he he slaps the red ink on in the dome. You want people to react to it. Right. So and and the only way they're going to do that is if he wins matches with it. So that was good. So those are my takeaways from that show. The red ink, uh, the Yoshitatsu injury and the surprising Nagata Nakanishi team. Um, I don't know if there was anything else on the show that you wanted to make mention of.
1: Not really. There was nothing too much. Uh, I thought uh, I, I thought Taven and Bennett w- uh, versus Bushi and uh, Kushida was interesting. Uh, Maria was awesome in that. she's really really good at being just a just, especially in Japan she really just embraced because <laughs> it's funny how the fans react to her though. Did you notice in this uh, they they chant for her regardless? Yeah, it's she, different. There to was just real also- chants, and then Kushida was trying to like. Be the babyface to stop this kind of like bad, you know, yeah, woman yeah. from so he grabs her and the fans boo him. And he's just kind of like, Oh, all right, well, like. he was, you know, what was funny, he was gonna pile drive her, right? And then it was just kind of, like, yeah, right. And <laughs> the fans are just going, Oh, boo, and he's just like, Oh, okay, well, I guess I won't do that, then. yeah. And, and, <laughs> like, and
2: then, and then you know, Taven or whatever made the save, but it, you know, it, it, it it's funny how it, you know, it's interesting how that culture is hey, look, like you, like in WWE right now, that is awful, you're not pile driving a woman. I mean, right. you're not even teasing pile driving a woman, but Kushida was—he teased pile drive. It was like watching ECW in 1995,
1: right? And but but the what was interesting though is he's the babyface, but the, even the fans were like, "No, don't do yeah, that! Like you it, asshole!" Yeah. You can't do. Yeah. it was very because they loved their Maria, man. There's a chance for her as she's walking out, and that's why we we joked a little bit on last week's show that that regardless of whoever you know Maria is currently, you know. married to or 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 with or or managing or whatever they were going to come over to japan oh absolutely If it was cheeseburger and brutal bob evans like they're there because they just wanted they they didn't care who it was yeah bring whoever bring bennett and Taven. whatever doesn't matter we just want maria because she was super over here and it was it was fun but she's good i mean it's not like she's just you know a, a, a you know a good looking woman i mean she is a good heel manager as well she does a really good job in that role
2: she's an excellent performer and 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 you know you're right. If brutal burgers, because they are a team, by the way, brutal
1: burgers. You're exactly right. They team up right. on I didn't just those, throw that out uh, randomly. That's not just a random team. Yeah, that's a, that's R- a real Rich, team. Rich, Rich is talking
2: about a real team. They team on those. Uh, <laughs> they team on those. Um, those Ring of Honor. What does Ring of Honor call their NXT shows? They call them <laughs> oh, the. Uh, oh, I
1: thought you were going to say the Hoopla. No, shows.
2: no, no, no. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> those two. no the future of honor shows, which oh, the future honor, which yeah, nobody yeah. pays attention to, but are a re- they're a real thing, by the way, where you get your uh, your Will Ferreras and your your cheeseburgers and your guys like I that. Miss what you're saying.
1: Hagadorn's. I miss my uh,
2: well, no more Shane Hagedorn. That you, you're no, dating right, yourself right leg
1: Andy right leg uh, ridge. Did you ever get to see him? Yeah, right leg
2: ridge. Yeah, I remember him. Oh,
1: I don't know if he was just a Midwest guy. He would always, you know, you know Orange
2: Cassidy in those days was, one of those yeah, right. Guys right. Too. I remember him, The The HDNet days and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bobby Dempsey, and uh, of course remember, remember the other remember. Dempsey too? There were two, there were, De- there was, it was the Dempsey brothers, and the, yeah. the
1: smaller Dempsey disappeared. And then there was Alex. Uh, uh, what was it, Page or Sugarfoot. Shane? Or Alex it? Payne. Oh, Sugarfoot, yeah, that, that's it. Alex yeah.
2: Sugarfoot yeah. Payne, yeah, man. And really, the only guy from that era of trainees who made it was um, was uh, the Romantic Touch. Uh, what's his name? Ret Titus. Titus, you know. So yeah, uh, and you know, so that
1: and I had a good little run with them until you know, Ooh. Kenny King had to go going ruin it.
2: So oh well, now now he's the Romantic Touch. Or are we not supposed to say that? Well, no. I think what? the entire world knows he's the romantic. Tongue. What? Okay, all right. So, I I don't know if that's sort of that's
1: the sort of thing where they're all going, you know. I think it's a tongue-in-cheeky like. Okay. Obviously, yeah. retitis, but yeah, another man.
2: I don't know if it's like a Chikara thing, though, where it's like they get all uppity if you
1: Dare say that Chuck Taylor could possibly be a, you know. Well, you <laughs> s-
2: you swear he's missile assault ant. I swear he is. <sighs> I don't know. Missile Assault Dance seems a little beefy, but Chuck Taylor has put on some Chuck weight. Chuck Taylor's pretty beefy. He has yeah. put on some weight.
1: Uh, Missile Assault Dance is a good Twitter follow. And who's a, who else is a good Twitter follow? Missile Assault Dance is a tremendous Twitter follow. He's a great Twitter because follow. He who, who? new doing
2: creative ways to type his own name because you can't type right, the same thing twice. I mean, let's be
1: honest. Who's who's one of the more creative indie
2: guys? Chuck Taylor is a great Twitter follow. There, there you go. He's a great Twitter follow. You could be onto something.
1: But I apologize, Chuck Taylor. If you, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> In case I don't. What the he hell knows, were but... we talking about anyway? Uh, we're talking about the World Tag League. Here, let's break down a few of the, uh, the top block guys here, real quick. Well, let's talk uh, about. Well, eight. you, you. I saw Night Two, and I could. T- I was going to give you. Oh right, I did not see Night Two. Yeah, correct. Go. The best
2: match from Night Two, because we're not going to do every match. But if you're going to, if you're going to watch one match. From night no, two, every
1: match. I want everyone.
2: No, if you're going to watch, I'll do that if you want. No, please don't. Okay. No. Uh, God, if you're going to watch a match from Night Two, you're going to want to watch uh, Killer Elite Squad against Nakamura and Ishi. Okay, now this was single cam, no announcers, which I always love because it feels like those are
1: grimy. Yeah, those are real grimy. It
2: feels like you're sitting in a crowd.
1: But uh, that was the best match from night two. And actually, crowd, my favorite thing about that is that the camera kind of tilts to like do the entrance and then goes back like like it's just some little kid. It's like some, one of the interns just has to like move the camera like every so often. Yes, they zoom in. It'll, it'll like it'll like bend and zoom in on the entrances and then zoom out and then go right back to like the hard cam. And then it's over. Yeah, the most, it's like, the oh. most
2: you're getting is a zoom in and a zoom <laughs> That's <laughs> right. it. Uh, but yeah, that was the best match from night two. But yeah, now you can go ahead. And now do you have the results through night three that you're going to give or do you?
1: Uh, I do. Yes, I believe these are the current updated standings through. The end. Uh, I believe, yeah, because uh, I have Tenzan and Kojima at six. Does that sound about right?
2: Well, it has to be because that would be three wins, three right. nights.
1: Yep. Exactly. So okay. So I'm just going to do a top of the, the the few of the top ones here, real quick. Quickly, we, we sort of mentioned as well, the team that's winning this is Go to and Shibata. They have to. Yeah. Do we still think that? I mean, they're, they're at zero points right now, but
2: yeah, they're going to do the big comeback and right. you know, well, who they lost to uh Nagata and Nakanishi, and then uh let's see, night two they lost to Fale and Tonga. Mm-hmm. Um, which was surprising, but um, uh, Fale pinned Shibata. Shibata took two straight pins, and I haven't seen the third show yet. But I guess mm-hmm. they lost if you're telling me they have zero points. So uh,
1: they have zero. But they they uh, may not have like, actually. Had no, they didn't. They didn't wrestle. They didn't yes, wrestle. Yet, they had a so. All right. Yeah. So let's let's just go down real quick. Uh, look at the. Blocks here. See if there's any thoughts you have. You can feel free to interrupt me. Uh, block A. We have Tenzan and Kojima leading with six. Uh, Lasombra and uh, Naito at four. Okada, Yoshihashi, four. Styles and Carl Anderson, four. Matt Taven, Michael Bennett, four. So this is the classic like G1 booking where everyone's going to be like, on the final night. Like like everyone is going to be you know uh, eligible to win. But you know obviously I, th- I think Godwin Shibata is the easy one. Uh, AJ Styles and Takahashi at two. Uh, Jack Stane and Rob Conway at two. And then Tanahashi, Yoshi Tatsu at zero.
2: Yeah. The, the the thing about that block is Tanahashi and Tatsu were favorites to win it mm-hmm. so that block is kind of in disarray but it, see they kind of lucked out because they can kind of have anybody win that block it doesn't matter because whoever even if it threw off the booking and the team that was supposed to win can't because the booking is screwed up whoever it was was going to lose the shibata and go to right winning.
1: they're just gonna they're just gonna eat yeah, it it could be a and sombra night it, it doesn't it
2: matter. doesn't make a difference even if the wrong team ends up in the finals now or the team they didn't originally intend on it it won't matter
1: all right. Block B is a lot of zeros. We have uh, Nakanishi and Nagata uh, tied with uh, Nakamura and Ishii both at four points. Uh, we have bad Luck Fale and Tamatonga at two. David Boy Smith and Lance Archer KES at two. Uh, Minoru Suzuki and Azuka also at two. And then we have a bunch of zeros. We have Goto and Shibata zero, Sakuraba and Yano zero, and then Makabe Hanma also at zero. Yeah,
2: and so. and, and, and uh, Sakuraba and Yano haven't even had a match yet because Sakuraba right. is just coming back from his grappling. Tournament.
1: <laughs> so and a lot of these. But we had to book him. We just had to book him in this. We couldn't possibly find somebody else. You know,
2: I, you know, I, I kind of think it's, it's great that he's finally doing a full tour, so I'm not going to complain about it. I, you know, it's, it's, I don't like that these guys just parachute in for the big shows. It, I, I like the fact that he's paying some dues here and working. Okay, together, all right. So I don't really mind that. But uh, plus, he hasn't worked yet. He hasn't worked <laughs> he hasn't yet. But it, <laughs> see, but he's going to work all of his, his block matches. Well, well,
1: I, I'm putting work in quotations there. I, I, well, that's I'd the be... thing.
2: Well, that's what I was going to go on to say. I, I'm going to watch all these shows, and supposedly all of them are going to make tape, and I want to see how he works. Right. Night after night in a tour setting, and and people tell me that, you know, I, j- I just listened to an interview with Alex Shelley on the Figure Four site, and he says that in the dojo, this guy does things that you wouldn't believe in the ring. So well, do it. <laughs> the, that's what I mean. Like right. maybe in a tour yeah. setting, um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he he will show more of his you know pro wrestling chops when he's in there with the daily grind. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing those matches.
1: Absolutely. So that's anything. Any other New Japan thoughts? me want to drag get here real quick uh
2: no only that on night three uh conway and dane faced tanaka and kamatsu so i can't wait oh see, nice so i can't wait to see that I, oh, dane, uh, he's, he's a little
1: bit bigger than i remember him
2: dane's a big dude you know he, he's he got the, real big yeah not, <laughs> he uh he's not the van- he wasn't he was never skinny but uh dude uh, uh no 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 he's not the vanilla gorilla for nothing
1: I, he, no no he's uh, he's a big boy he looked very big on his tour but conway also uh Trained together i think but, i'll tell results. you
2: jack steen I, I i will mention this on on night one he looked a hell of a lot more confident than he
1: did oh, this great. time i thought match. he looked really i i remember really just kind of groaning anytime he was coming on he, he was good he i thought he was even better than conway in that match and, and conway i usually enjoy a lot of people are, are kind of jaded on him or just kind of think he's boring but I, I i think it works but no i thought it was i thought they were both really good
2: the first his first tour he was visibly nervous Mm-hmm. Uh, this, and I get it. I mean, these guys work in front of 200 people. I mean, yeah, I get this it. This is his second full tour, but it's also his fourth or fifth time because they – remember, they brought him in a couple times to just work singular shows. Uh, Conway and Dane actually worked the little Singapore loop that they did earlier. The mm-hmm. so, right, right. so it's his fourth or fifth time with the company, second full-fledged tour, and he really looks more – more. he looks like the confident Jax Dane that I see on a local level because on a local level, he's one of the biggest NWA stars. You know what I mean? He works main events and these little little uh, – um nwa uh satellite promotions and 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 he works with confidence and i'm starting to see that confidence on this tour here that he hadn't really shown previous
1: absolutely all right let's move on and dragging it here uh, real quick there was a show on uh late saturday night early sunday morning that you watched uh, any thoughts on that one that's uh was it what was it titled as I, I i have not had a chance to watch it i'm gonna actually watch it uh tomorrow but uh overall thoughts on the match what, what was it
2: titled the gun? It was uh the Crown Gate Tour from Some Crown from, oh, Crown from Gate Saga. That's right, right, from right, right. Saga. Um mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a great show on paper, but it ended up being a, a nice little show. And you know the big news of course coming out of it is in the main the six man main event, Big R Shimizu uh used his uh, v- that very impressive looking shot put slam to pin mm-hmm. to pin Shingo. Now there's a lot going on here like there usually is with Dragon Gate. Uh Shingo had beaten Shimizu twice and beaten him pretty easily you know, yeah. Shimizu would make his little comebacks, but it was pretty... It was made clear... Once that, Shingo
1: got serious, it was like, Lariat, you're done. Okay, stop. Like, you know, Right, so... Nice try, kid, but I'm still Shingo, so...
2: So yeah. Shimizu gets a measure of revenge there, but... Um, it came after some interference from BB Hulk. So he didn't really they, – they, they, they still have the opportunity to give Shimizu his big singles win at some point over Shingo, and that might come six months from now or six years from now. Who knows? But because they're so similar, you would suspect that at some point they're going to build to Big R, getting a big singles win, one-on-one, clean, over Shingo at some point. But. That's on the back burner. This was a good uh, pin for Shimizu to pick up. It's pretty clear. You know, we've been talking about T-Hawk. We've been talking about Aita. We've been talking about uh, Yuga Hayashi. But let me tell mm-hmm. you something. This big R Shimizu has some serious potential.
1: Oh, yeah. Sh- and the Rockets strapped to him. I mean, that—that's we're seeing that now. It's not a slow build either. It's, its, it's okay, go. I mean, it, it, it's fun. It's interesting.
2: He's in the mix now, man. And uh, yeah. and he's an impressive, impressive young wrestler. There's no question about it. And there's there's a cool size factor
1: to him as well. And that that's, you know, th- th- there's always the issue with Dragon where a lot of people, you know, they're all quick guys. They all kind of look the same and that sort of stuff. And you have a guy like Shingo who immediately stands out when you watch Dragonia because he's a big, bulky dude. And bigger Shimizu was absolutely that. And he was kind of caught in this gimmick where he was wearing a suit and you didn't really notice. Now that he's wearing the, you know, the, the the tights, you can tell the guy's a gigantic dude. He's got, you know, an American football background. He's super athletic. There's a lot they can do with him. I mean, he he can be a, a babyface monster or a heel. I mean, there's a lot they can really do with him because he's just he's so much he's he's different than a lot of the roster. He definitely stands out immediately.
2: Yeah, he's a power so. junior. He's like right. like Shingo. You know, he's, right, exactly. he's like, he's a power junior, like a Shingo or. Yeah. Which,
1: so it, it makes him stand out a little bit more. In, in and sense. where he comes out and he's got a real presence about him. And, 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 and you could say, I mean, the moment he came out, when they said, you know, when, when they introduced, here's our new, you know, big R chemise, when he came out and people just saw how big he was in, in, in his tights, it was like, okay, let's go. You know, the, uh, there was a gasp from on the crowd and, and it was right then and there it was okay. This guy's a real deal. Yeah, The haircut, the new look, he wears like, mm-hmm. like Ryback style singlet. With the airbrushing,
2: and uh, you know, he's got a new mohawk, and yeah, he—he's a good-looking young wrestler. We, we've been—we've been preaching for 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 months here how they're just loaded with good-looking young wrestlers in this company, and and he's just another one. And we knew that anime gimmick wouldn't—you know—wouldn't. You know, we knew he needed to shed that before they could really right. do anything serious with him but you know in dragon gate you start off with something goofy sometimes that's just the way they do things so um you know and 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 punch tomonaga's another one who 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 they're developing mm-hmm. um underneath so they they got a they got a really really good future they've got several different generations and it, what's interesting now is right now we're at a period where there's like four different generations of guys in dragon gate <laughs>
1: all lumped into it, yeah. and
2: and and the old ones aren't washed up yet and the young ones are starting to get good so you have an entire roster of people who are all good at the same time right and i think that's why it's been so good this year and why it's probably going to be so good next year because your shimas and your don fujis and your and your and your mochizukis and those guys they're not even they're not washed up yet they can still go when they need to right and and these young guys have gotten to the point where they can hang and of course everybody else is at various levels of their prime either smack dab in it or or, or, or approaching uh, the middle of their prime. So you have an f- entire roster of guys who all kick ass. That's why these shows are so good. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and, and we have the, the Big Corkin show that's coming up on uh, December 3rd. Uh, real quickly, we, we just wanted to preview that, but I think the top three matches, put, your point exactly when you look at these is uh, you have Yamato and Cyber Kong versus Dragon Kid, Big R, Shimizu. So there you go. You have a little bit of the Yamato generation. Who's I mean, nowhere near washed. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're saying oh, he's that right in, like pre- a,
2: in the middle of his prime. A,
1: like right. we're saying that that's not a past generation at all. I mean, he's currently in his prime. And then against you know a team like a Dragon Kid and Beer Shimizu. So you have a Shimizu who's, who's on the come up or whatever. That's really interesting. Then you have a, a Tazawa and Shingo. Yeah,
2: and, it's, and, Shimo- and, and, and actually, with that match too, you've got Yamato and Cyber Kong and, and guys in their prime. And then you've got yeah. Dragon Kid, who's from that Shima generation, but yeah, exactly. obviously still very good. And he's teaming with a guy who, you know, Big R. Uh,
1: right. So right there, you have what, three generations? Yeah. What we can kind of say uh, uh, of there, then you have Tazawa and Shingo versus Mochizuki and BB Hulk. That's another one where you can, you know, generationally you can put Shingo and and Tozawa and BB Hulk, and then Mochizuki might be sort of in the, in the previous. But again, n- none of those are watched. It's not like old timers or whatever. Mochizuki and then the- can the- go.
2: Mochizuki's like forty three oh, yeah. years old. He'd go with anybody in the world. He's as <laughs> right. good, he's-, he's as good as anybody in the world.
1: Absolutely, and then and then the main event is is a super interesting one because you have uh, the Open the Twin Gate Championship. You have Shima and Gamma versus T Hawk and Eta. I mean that obviously. I mean that's <laughs> and this is o- <laughs> there's generations right there. And I mean, yeah, this
2: the whole story of this is the old men versus the kids. Right, And, exactly. the, and the old men have been whipping the kids. And, you know, they've, they've given Gamma something to do finally instead of just be goofy on the undercards. He's clearly on steroids, by the way. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Gamma is unnaturally ripped for a 44-year-old guy or whatever the hell he is. And, uh, you know, they beat him in Summer Adventure Tag League. Then they beat him for the titles. And here we go again. Now they're going to defend the titles against him. And I hope they beat him again because I love this story. I love this story how these young punks cannot figure out uh, these two uh, uh, veterans who just keep kicking their ass. It's right. tremendous stuff. Um, And I guess the only other thing we should mention is uh, Shingo did challenge BB Hulk for Final Gate Mm -hmm. the Dream Gate title. Hulk did accept. So we do have one official match. That match is booked. Um, It's going to be Shingo against Hulk. And, you know, the story there is, you know, Shingo, uh, even in his promos, he's been saying, he's like, look, I don't give a shit that you've uh, turned a corner and you've turned face or whatever. I remember when you turned heel in 2011 and I remember, uh, you know, the feud we had then. And I don't forgive you. See, they don't forget anything. And this is something right. that we always talk about. And uh, again, he wasn't buying it. When Tazawa and Hulk were hugging it out after their title match, Shingo was sitting there at the broadcast table with a stern look on his face. Yeah.
1: Like, don't trust that.
2: I don't like this guy. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to, and, and I think Shingo will win that match. Sometimes it's hard for me to get a read on their booking. I feel strongly that Shingo is going to beat Hulk. And thank God Shingo didn't break his arm. In that um, indie booking that he took, in the exclusive <laughs> barbed wire match with Onita, yeah, because it would have completely destroyed the booking that this company had set up since two thousand eleven <laughs> to build to this
1: match. I know, when I saw he was in that match. I almost didn't think it, I, I was like, oh, that's that name is very similar to Shingo from Dragon Gate. I was like, oh no, why is he in that? <laughs> like, don't do that. Like, because I thought it was just some other guy that I didn't know. Well, you know, he had I saw his it, arm, and they thought. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I was arm just arm. like, oh god, <laughs>
0: like. Don't just leave Onita alone. Just let him just blow himself up. <laughs> like, just have a promotion.